All right. Uh, Hard Yarners, this episode is brought to you by Athletic Institute. Yeah, we have an athletic gentleman on today. Mm, yes. He, yeah. he probably, he pro- his career probably could have been even better. I agree, if actually. Athletic Institute. Um, Tex has just gone down there. Our, Tex, our producer. Uh, producer, who's actually not here today. We're joined by Jamal. Yeah, he's at the gym. And um, poor Jamal, we've actually had an incident with the uh, the lagging of the video. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we might chuck it up on YouTube. Clips might be lagging. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Um, but you know who's not lagging? Athletic Institute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the only thing they'll be lagging is weights behind them, making you absolutely buff and core. <laughs> Mate. Not going there to lose weight, though. <laughs> Definitely not. If Don't you go there to, to lose weight. No, it was, they're so good. They actually get involved um, in your own individual programs, make it perfect to you. So. And you can. they've got a cool little app that um, counts how much you've lifted and totals it up. <laughs> what, what tech shed? <laughs> yeah. So if anything, go there for that, mate. He f- he felt the difference straight away. But um, yeah, all right. right. We are here with the junkyard dog Ship Timber. <laughs> yep, Timber Brad Shepherd. Um, awesome long potty. So I don't know if you knew it was going to go that long, Shep, but it was a really good chat. Yeah. Um, what did we cover? We're really going to test the concussion. Now. <laughs> Ooh, we covered. So we covered my early childhood yeah. about uh, about the West Coast um, early part of my career. There talked yeah. about. The battles with the Marsh brothers oh, yeah. uh, in the backyard. Yeah. Talk about, yeah, the concussion, um, the protocols. Yeah. Uh, what I thought about the, the this decision as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could spit it out. That's yeah. part of it. It's, <laughs> it's real, I tell you. Yeah. Decision and also about, um, you know, the long-term effects. Yeah. And just all in all about the races, what it meant to the family, but all around... Just general knowledge yeah. as well. Yeah, it's faster sequence test there. Yeah, just yeah. Even if I could on, spit it out, yeah. even touched on the 2018 grand final. Oh yeah, 18. 2015 grand final. We we had everything. It was great. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Really fun. And you'll probably hear a different side of Shep that you didn't know. Mm. Lots of I've learned uh, some. Yeah, yes, lots inside. of inside knowledge yeah. and um, unheard of things before. So. Mm. Thanks, Shep, and let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Chris White says, please (laughs) disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Telby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this, and then I'd gong. (laughs) (laughs) Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> 400 metres in, man, and we lost by like 10 lengths. But yeah, um, that's... And they retired it and sent it off to a, 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 a question, a, a, a equestrian <laughs> farm. Yeah, a question <laughs> farm. Yeah. yeah retired, <coughs> retired racehorses. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no better retirement. Yeah. Speaking so. of retirements, oh, we're yeah. joined by a retired. Uh, West Coast Eagle An unhappily retired Unhappily, yeah Unfortunate Eagle. events we'll, we'll get to that part stuff later But this is the, one of the first West Coast Eagles we've had on That's not West Perth related Oh yeah East Frio, hey East Frio Oh Fucking yeah. East Frio Fuck, you guys had great cult teams I think you're on top of the ladder at the moment No, no Not no, that I'm following No, no, yeah. no, 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 no They were last week because really? they played West Coast Eagles in the Waffle. But then, <laughs> but then West Perth played West Coast Eagles in the Waffle this week, so now they're on top oh, of okay. them. Yeah, right. Um, I should have got the information right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no, thrown that in there. Equal top. Equal top. They're going well. But yeah. uh, I can't remember. I think we've played against each other because um, there was before you started getting obviously quite consistent in the AFL. Yep. Uh, around 2011, I reckon, maybe. Yep. I was uh, playing. So I played 2009 in the Waffle, straight yep. out of school, yep. and then got drafted into 2009. And I reckon. I was in and out for about three or four years. Yeah. Yeah, I think you played in my debut game. Um, 
I think Geraldton, maybe. So, well, you played 200 reserves yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah, I played 100, 101 reserves games before I debuted. Debuted? <laughs> yeah. That's great. I remember that game. That was but windy. That was a windy. F- yeah, it's fucked. Up in Geraldton. I thought you were just remembering because Branch, you nah, debuted. Just, You're like, no, yeah. no, the weather was fucked. No, nah, just oh, yeah, one kicked, of the best on. Kicked, <laughs> all right. kicked a couple. Yeah, yeah, kicked two. And, uh, and got, uh, yeah, it did all right. I think nice. Dodd. Dodd. Right, Dodd. No, for um, Asian Mantle. Yeah, uh, it would have been Stephen Dodd. Yeah, I think he was playing on X Docker. Yeah, X Docker. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so but first East Rio. So yeah, because well, well how old are you? Well you're you're thirty. Thirty one as of Monday. Oh, happy birthday! Really coming or just no, gone? just just gone. So yeah, I'm, happy uh, birthday! Thank congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not years. sure she was celebrating the 31. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to celebrate these milestones. Yeah, well, we're fucking 35s this year. That's, are you 35 yet? I'm no. 35, yeah. Yeah, 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 March. yeah. So you're, I'm 87, so that means, what are you, 90? 90, 91. 91. Yeah, mm. same age as my brother? Yep. Yeah, right. So you's, you would have come through Colts against him. Played state 15s with him, maybe? Did not play state 15s, no. Oh. So and I was a late 16s. ring in for 16s. Yeah, right. When Were you always this tall? Uh, or you little? Um, always reasonable height. Yeah, but oh, I think there was a lot of better kids as juniors than myself. It's yeah. I was always good for uh, you know junior level with your club footy and playing school school footy. But yeah. you know you got to people develop and mature at different rates. And I, yeah. I knew that I wasn't at that level then. Yeah. Um, but I knew you know if you stick at it, then you know yeah you can see these guys that your teammates are are playing state state footy at that that age. Like, well, if if, yeah. if he can do it, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I'm not too far away. Just you know, it gives you that motivation to, yeah. to keep working hard. Do you find the kids that like get into the 16s and 15s, not gen, all of them, but generally there's a lot of the, the big kids, you know, yeah, the, the ones that get. Oh, big I, I think quick. it adds the pressure. I think as a 15 year old, if you make the state schoolboys. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of the guys in there, they think you know, this is it, my AFL career dream. It, it started. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get drafted, and the draft's not until three or four years away. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's a, it gets a false sense of reality, and and, um, mm. yeah. and it puts the pressure on the kids as well to start thinking about the prospects as as a 15 year old. Yeah, you, know, you shouldn't really I really think about that until you're probably 17. Yeah, 100%. it was. I was fucking. I was stoked, man. I was like, I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was the manager. I was, I was state 15s. I got all the way through the very last training session. Yep. And in my head, I was already in the team. And then they sprung a surprise cut. And only like, I think five more players got cut. And I was one, but they kept me on as emergency. Uh, so I stayed on the whole, the whole trip. Um, and then they said to me, because we played scratches and shit. They're like, oh, we wish that you were in the team. I was like, why would you tell me that? <laughs> like, we shouldn't have cut you. And I was like, fuck. But it was my own fault because that last training session, I just took it easy. Like, legit, I remember thinking, fuck, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. just had like a little mm. smooth one. But out of that team, we had, I think, seven out of the 22 player I felt. It was Leroy Jetta, Mitch Clark, Alan Tuvey, Andrew Swallow, Buddy, um, and Mitch Morton. And yeah, fuck. It's a pretty and, solid. And mm. one more, I think. Group. Yeah. So mm. it was good, good hit. One of the greatest forwards of all time. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Clark. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think uh, making the team was secondary to actually getting the apparel and wearing it out to all the house parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, get the shirt, the shorts. I, no, yeah, I, was, I, was man. I wanted all the outfits and that. It was <laughs> sick. Yeah. So, 
But uh, so you, what school did you go to? What was schoolboys? I was Wesley College. Yeah, of right. course. You yeah, fucking were. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All these fucking East Frio with their blonde hair. Yeah, I fucking yeah. hate. I hated yeah. you Used guys. Used to have a little uh, <laughs> little earring, diamond stud yeah, earring. Yeah, right. Of course you did. Yeah. Peroxide hair. Right. No, I used to dye the little rat's tail. Used to oh. go through. You know, <laughs> yeah, nice. Used to go through a range of styles throughout <laughs> school. Oh, just, yeah. Just just to sort of like, a bit of being seen. Yeah, the mm. the the, uh, the bleached rat's tail was a thing for yep. a lot of people. Strike. He even had it. <laughs> he yeah. has full brunette. I got. Fuck, I'm too curly. I get a pig's tail. My, my hair was fucking. You. Oh, like curls. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I literally go fucking super curly. Go wog. Yeah, but um, yeah, right. So we'll start from your journey because that's what the hard yarns is all about. And yeah, we'll get yeah, into, yeah. Um, sort of some more recent shit. Yep. Uh-huh. So you miss state fifteens. You think your career's over. You're never going to make it. Sorry, I'm talking about myself. Um, so, <laughs> so you make state sixteens. Yep. And then uh, what happens from there? You just continued in the state squads? Uh, yeah, well, initially uh, growing up, it was, it was cricket, basketball and footy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, age 13, stopped playing basketball. Yeah. Played uh, with the cousin. Was that because uh, you were white? A bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I knew my ability at the time. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, we, we uh, toured because, you know, in the, uh, the wobble over here, you, the top two teams play nationally and you get to travel. We travelled to Gosford that year. Yeah. Mm. And I tell you, it's like a racetrack? Yeah, well, like, racetrack. at the young age, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had the form book. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try and get yeah. on this team. Yeah. Try yeah. and sneak to the races. Yeah. But Jack Watts was, he played for um, either Bendigo or, but I remember yeah, him right. as a. Um, as a junior athlete, sportsman, he was probably the best basketballer I've ever seen. Really, yeah, really. But there's the class, the class, and then he was he was uh, you know probably two classes above. Wow, wow. And was he dunking and shit? Not dunking, but just his game IQ as, yeah, a, right. as a young 12, 13 year old. Yeah, yeah. On a basketball court, I, I was I used to like shooting. Used to give me the balls to shoot. Yeah, that's yeah. why I used to sit on the bench. Like, <laughs> when, when I was getting on, I, was, I just got a rush of blood and yeah, just wanted yeah. to try and do it myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was he was sensational. But getting back to your question, from, so from there, um, yeah, played cricket and footy. But for, like, for me, footy was just about enjoying it with with your mates. Yeah, mm. I think there's a bit of pressure with uh, the the family with um, the cousins. Yeah. Sean, so Sean uh, Marsh, he was coming through. He was a, he was a gun footballer, very yeah. good footballer. Mm. But he had already, he was making it in um, state cricket at that stage, and Mitch. As a 15, 16 year old, he, he was on a whacker contract as a rookie, as a 15, yeah, right. 16, which was, you know, unheard, unheard of. Yeah. And being so close with Mitch. Yeah. You know, the, the pressure was because we, we were highly competitive yeah. and always tried to outdo each other. You know, yeah, I yeah. felt from eight. So, you, what was your heart? So, your heart was cricket at the time? Yeah, I was always cricket. Yeah, right. I think what, every, what, like, cricket is for a lot of people. Cricket was me as well. I yeah. fucking loved it. After last night, you can oh. see why mine yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, Delby played indoor for my indoor cricket team last night. First time in 20 years I've played cricket. How'd it go? Well, we batted together and we scored 46. I scored 48 of them. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's a negative two for Delby. I got a few outs that weren't my outs, but. Yeah, definitely, bro. My body is my so own. sore, man, because I've had five back surgeries. So I'm like, I was super cautious of my bowling. Yeah. I bowled an over. I bowled <laughs> three <laughs> wides and two no balls. And it's a five ball over. Yeah. But Mate, um, I was the same. I was very sore last night. I played my first game of footy in about two and a half years out. For York, playing for the Roos, oh, yeah, yeah. country footy, and I didn't train. Bit of a bit of a cash job there. Yeah, love of the game, love of the game, love of the game. Give it back to the, and, um, back to the, the yeah. roots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I grew up in York, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Wanneroo, York, same yeah. sort of thing. And then, yeah, fuck, mate. Oh, about ten minutes in, 
It's like, shit, I forgot. I, I forgot how, like, how hard footy is. Yeah. Like, it's on your body and shit. And then last two days, oh, I'm still yeah. stiff. I can yeah. sit in a bit, sit down. But so what Um, yeah, but what back, was your – so what's your dad's um, and mum's background? Were they cricket, footy? Yeah, my old man was cricket. Yeah. He, he played a couple of – I think he played a couple of waffle games for Perth. Yeah. But he was a he was a junior cricketer in all the Australian sides. I think yeah. he still holds the record Australian under nineteens for the most wickets wow. taken in the carnival. Really? But he he um, he didn't go on to that next stage. Yeah, you know, I was pretty tough at that in that Especially era back then. Mm. The, yeah. To be a bowler in WA and you had the Bruce Reeds, um, yeah, Aldermans. You know, there, there was Old established guns. stars and yeah. the, the cricketing roster internationally. Was you played for your state? You know, now it's you know it's international cricket all year round. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, you know, if, if you're good enough to play for Australia, you, you could pretty much forge out a, whole, a full season yeah. as an international playing for your state. So he yeah, never yeah. really went to that next next sta- next stage, but he played locally. And yeah. Mum was a good basketballer growing up. Yeah, right. So had the uh, lineage yeah. for a bit of yeah. athleticism. So what yeah. sort of pressure were you feeling? Was there pressure? I mean. Is it external or was it from parents or was it from family? Like when are you gonna when are you gonna like play pro or or do they not really care, just do whatever you wanted to do? No, not at all. Yeah. I was I was highly competitive. I always you sort of you know if you got some skill set, whether yeah. it's cricket mm. and or footy and um you know, I was sort of the way my mindset was, because I, I knew I was okay that I was always trying to, to push myself and challenge myself. Yeah. Um, and Mitch was exactly the same. Yeah. So they, they had a property out in Jandicott, which was two and a half acres, and on there had a tennis court, had a bowling machine cricket net, Fuck yeah. had those huge <laughs> pine trees, like footy goalpost, yeah. and a golf course across the road. Fuck. So nice. it, it was, you know, Fuck. we'd spend hours and hours every day just just yeah. playing sport and yeah. more just to trying to beat each other, yeah, yeah, be yeah. competitive. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it wasn't so much whatever game it was. Just so lucky that you had a cousin up. that was your age as well or roughly your age because – I didn't grow up with any of that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, your I was brothers. First of my brothers, but Chris wasn't. He didn't really give a fuck. It was yeah, Jamie. and then Jamie was. That's why Jamie got really good because he was always versing us. Yeah, when he was younger. But yeah, that's awesome, man. So then you, what was it? What was the point where you're like, fuck, cricket's not for me, even though you probably wanted it to be, and then footy took over. Uh, well, I played the state seventeens squad oh, for team WA, and then got selected for the nineteens as a sixteen year old. So I knew that for footy. Yeah, Chris is cricket. cricket yeah. yeah, right. And I knew that was a big step because I was going to be a, a underage 19s. And I was at that stage, I was like, well, it's a bit of the unknown with cricket. Yeah. But back then, there was, was no IPL. There's no yeah. these uh, like franchises throughout the world. And if you had to make cricket, you had, I felt like it was mid to late 20s. Yeah. Especially as a bowler. You know, I, I was still young and raw. And yeah. I was like, well, you know. Tweakers? I was a swing bowler. Swing? Swing bowler. Beautiful. Nice. I'll type a swinger. Yeah. Daniel Fleming? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Flemo. Yeah. yeah. But I used to just love, love the hard work. Not like if there's a chance with it, because I used to play initially at Melville Cricket Club and then went to Freo late. Yeah, okay. Playing there where it's got the howling sea breeze, someone's got yeah. to run into it. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to put your ego aside and yeah. instead of trying to bowl yeah. express pace, you know, you got to try use and that breeze, yeah. use the breeze and see what nice. you can do with it. Mm. Yeah, yeah right Yeah so that was, that was, that was good fun But yeah. uh, that age was uh, Shane Woden was coaching Eastermantle And he invited me down For a pre-season Straight after school Yeah And he goes If you if you complete the pre-season And, and do it well I'll play a Round one league footy What the fuck So I was like You know Do I Had he seen you play He hadn't seen me play That's so weird 
I'd, I'd a couple of or just people were telling him bit that, a bit know. of yeah. I played you just sending a message, just going, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I employed a couple of scouts <laughs> <laughs> to go and speak to him. Yeah. Like, this kid can play. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah and Kane no, are you sure, Marsh? Aren't you his cousin? Yeah. <laughs> so Wade yeah. Woden was coaching. Yep. I'm trying to. What year was that? 2009. Fuck. I so you did a full preseason. Yeah, yeah. yeah full, full. So it sounds like you really 2008, enjoyed. 2008, nine. Yeah. You yes. enjoyed the work. Yep. You enjoyed the hard work. Yep. So preseason's the worst part of footy because the balls don't come out for fucking ages and you're mm. just running, which mm. I fucking hate. So you loved all that. I did. Yeah. I did until one of the first <laughs> training sessions. I thought I was pretty fit and going, going all right. Skin folds come out. Beauty, like yeah. all these guys getting low skin folds. I don't know if low or high was a um, good or bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Come in. I think I was like, Late eighties, ninety. I was like, you know, oh. boys, I'm, I'm coming good shape here. I'm ninety. Yeah. And then wait, yeah. ninety skin folds or ninety no, kgs? Ninety skin folds. Oh my god. Yeah. Ninety <laughs> centimeters of skin. So it's the, <laughs> no, no. they they oh. they test the uh, the seven sites in your body, yeah. and they they it's like a pinch test, fat test, yeah. and they, it, and it measures the millimeters, yeah. of how much fat you got, and yeah. they it's always like a baseline, and but they try to get everyone uh, like. Under 50, yeah, ideally, but waffle footy maybe 55, 60. Yeah, but I thought the higher the better. So I'm coming, yeah. like, coming out 90, <laughs> spruik, and then I got 90. Yeah, like, yes. And then the leaders had to have a little chat to me, but mate, like, if you're gonna be uh, fair dinking about this preseason, you, you gotta watch your diet. You're like, well, oh I, need I, was, I need 100. I was a skinny fat, yeah, I, I was skinny I was so skinny. <laughs> that'd be me right now, I reckon. Skinny fat, just fucking bang. Oh man, that's gold. So you've come off pumped, they're going 90, you're like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> come off levers. Turn off 100. Come off levers. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, fuck. I got down to uh, 29 one year. Jesus oh. Christ. Mm. That's, yeah. that's not. Uh, I would not be that right now, but yeah, one preseason, probably first year out of Colts. I think I was 29. Yeah, yeah. fuck. Yeah, Matty used to be around that. Mm. Yeah, I like yeah. how Matty, like, he, he was a mature age. Yeah. He's been on the podcast a long time ago, actually. But um, I seen Matty the other day at swimming, uh, yeah. swimming lessons with the kid. But yeah, he's still running, playing down at, or well, he played at Collie yeah. last year, I think it was. Yeah, Prido um, was great. I played my first ever Colts game with Prids, and he got like 44 and three from the middle. And I was like, fuck. I'm like, I don't know how he didn't get drafted. And then I put money on him every year as soon as he got drafted for the Brownlow, and I hit him. Yeah, I hit him that year as well. 81 <laughs> to 1 and 51 to 1. One yeah. like three and a half grand that year. Oh, happy days. Yeah. But yeah, he was always super fit. So enough yeah. about other people. Yeah. But we got Shep on, so we should talk about Shep. Well, I was just about to say, yeah. wasn't Benny Cousins ridiculous? Like uh, 26 before, or something like that? before my time. Yeah. 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 I remember him being like, like, like 20s. 20s yeah, well, I mean, gear Seems about right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. So, uh, so then, fucking... Draft, getting drafted. How yep. does that happen? What did you have an idea that you're going to get picked up? Was it out of the blue? Because Hutchie didn't get spoken to at all. Prito didn't get spoken to at all. Yep. they just drafted him. So what happened with with your draft? I, so I had an inkling that I was going to get drafted. Um, you know, I was a bit of a late bolter yep. um, coming in. I had a really strong waffle season that year. Yeah, and a good 18s carnival. Playing where mid? I was playing back, um, forward. What was it playing? I was playing halfback wing. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, just, just good found spot, my, good, just found good my position. Groove. Yeah, yeah, great. No, <laughs> yeah, didn't play anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that is, that is not the. But, you know, like, as a young kid, had that. Um, I don't know. Like looking back now, I always like to play the game with like respect and respect yeah, yeah. everyone. I used to walk around as a seventeen year old and give a bit of lip to these two hundred game yeah. local players and try and get stuck in it. Yeah, like, what a dick. Well, yeah, what a what a dick. <laughs> and just just the like the confidence you know, the, I had, you know, because you don't understand. You think you're. 
you've, you've made it or you're going to get drafted and, and that's it. But you sort of don't realise how much hard work, once you get drafted, oh, has to go in to even get a game, let, let alone forge out the career. So I was yeah. oblivious to that. So I was like, you know, I'm get drafted, I'm going to start like, yeah. Hitting blokes Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Like this little punk, Like little side <laughs> punk Like little After the game Puts his little diamond ear in like, oh, I would have fucking hated yeah. that man Did you cop any anything back Or were they just like Whatever uh, Yeah A bit of Bit of verbal abuse Yeah Yeah, yeah of course but, Yeah What that's, was your best spray do you, do you have any Best sprays Oh nah, no. not really. No, yeah. in the heat at the moment. Yeah, fuck it's whatever yeah. comes to mind. So, um, so you have a pretty good season playing on no one. So obviously yep. getting thirty a game. Yep, a few goals from the half back flank. Yeah, uh, sure. no, no like. accountability. You guys are kicking five, but it doesn't matter because you got the stat sheet full. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, as, as long as about, it was about myself. <laughs> yeah. as long as I was well. So, so did oh, did you play Colts first at East Frio, uh, or did you played, just go straight to a preseason and league? Because uh, I played one game in the. Um, uh, year 12 year in That's the school it. holidays. That's so rare. But I guess the private school system back then, it, there was like you either played private school or Colts and you didn't yep. really do either or, hey. Yep. Yeah. So Golden Triangle there, those yeah. schools. Yeah, there's yeah. some good ones. So people are obviously watching all the private school games. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then, uh, so you, you play full season. How full many season? clubs spoke to you? Oh, I can... Full the full sixteen back then. So, really? Yeah, wow. Full sixteen. Fuck. Did you go to draft camp? Went to draft camp. What was that like? Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It's it pretty intimidating because you know, you're with uh, like fifty potential draftees. Yeah. And uh, all coaches, all they, the, each club's got so many resources going to the, the draft camp to watch it. Um, do your beep test. Do yeah. your repeat uh, speed. Do, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 There's yeah. a lot of cognitive testing as well to see what you like. How'd you go with that? Yeah, well, that was before concussion. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my like, results back then. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, as fuck. Hopefully, it's like an academic transcript back then. I can use it, and use it going forward. <laughs> so, see, see, it's proof. So, what were your, um, what, what, what were the, was it the ones where it's got the light and you yeah, get yeah, to the reflexes? Yeah. Uh, I think it's for the, there's a bit of memory testing. Oh no, there's, oh, there's. Array of different yeah. um, exercises. That half of it does it have much to do with footy? Do you think some of it's bullshit, or do you reckon yeah, yeah. it's all relevant? No, absolutely. Um, crap, Oregon. Yeah. Draft camp itself. Yeah, they, they. You know, I feel like you can. You can. It, it probably it shows your uh, professionalism go, like, like leading into the draft camp. Yeah. If you, if you're getting a good two or three k time trial repeat speed, yeah, doesn't mean that the athletes that do bad don't have it in them. It yeah. just means that the training these other kids have done leading up to that is. It's better. It's, it's better, and they're probably more self-driven to yeah. be able to get the most out of themselves. And I think that that goes a long way these days. Yeah. I think talent goes so far, but you need the work ethic to go yeah. with the talent. I yeah. saw a clip. Ronaldo literally said that. And he goes, "What's it, they asked? What's some advice you give to young athletes?" And he said, "Talent will go nowhere without hard work." Hmm. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Shep and Ronaldo same yeah. mindsets. Oh. Mm. Similar way. So, <laughs> The thing I like maybe most. he's coming over here. Maybe get him on the, yeah. Yeah, bring him on yeah, the next. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, the thing I enjoyed the most about any time I had played Colt, it was like you got to leave um, or like Subi, whatever. You got to leave the local footy, and then you got to be with the elite, which was like the best there was. Make all new mates, and then another step up with stage. You got all new mates. Was it like that to draft camp, or was everyone kind of like competitive? Like, oh fuck! No, everyone was mates. You sort yeah. of you stuck around your WA contingent, yeah. but. Everyone was there, you know, hoping everyone was going to get drafted. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, there was there was a bit of 
Oh, I'm not going to lie. There was a because uh, <laughs> some clubs have some players leading in. There's a lot of hype. And there's a bit of fanfare. Yeah, yeah. And it, there's the conversations amongst the players. Like, Look at this fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they chasing up the, like, this bloke? Who yeah. Yeah. Go on, since you've retired. Who was that? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't who, remember. Who was number one your year? What? Uh, who was number one? Why year was Tom Scully? Yeah, right. Tom Scully. So his repeats would have been insane, hey. Yeah, no, very good uh, 2K time trial. Oh, yeah. We had a, did a 3K time trial back then. Yeah. Very good. B I think test. it's just some of that stuff frustrates me, man, because some of the best players I've ever played with, and again, no, nothing like you, Shep, but like you can fucking be the best athlete ever and not touch the footy. Like you can run around and get all these great things, but if Mate, you've got you no footy knowledge... you don't have to talk about me. I'm sitting right yeah. here. <laughs> if you've got no footy knowledge, then... What good is it? You know, you, you can run fucking two kilometres away from the ball, mm. which I found out is one of the roles of the West Coast Eagles when I'm betting on the wings. There. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't totally agree with like what you just said. Like all the testing. So what? Doesn't mean you can't can fucking can play footy if you pass yeah, all the tests. Yeah, well, I, I, I think the game now. Like if you can't run, yeah, if you can't cover the ground, regardless how good a footy. IQ you do have yeah. You'll find it hard To play at the top level Because the game's so quick now The players are running 14, 15 k's a game At high speed Repeat nice. speed Getting tackled So if, you might be the best player And the best decision maker In the world But yeah. you'll get left behind Out in the footy field Because the game now It's it's almost turned to Athlete first yeah. Footy second Which yeah. I don't agree with yeah. But until they slow it down And get pure footballs Back into the system Then it'll always keep, keep going that way And you see as well the high performance and young kids coming in the system. I never saw a weight yeah. like pre-draft, yeah. pre getting picked Even up. Even during footy, I yeah, heard. Yeah, during <laughs> footy, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these, these kids, I'm coaching at Wesley College at the moment. These yeah. kids are already physically developed and so far ahead of what I was at 18. So, you know, no. it shows you that the competition is going to keep moving forward, forward. It'll get to a, a tipping point where they can't keep improving. Yeah. And I'll go back to, okay... The, the fabric of footy has changed so much. How can we slow the game down again? Yeah. Give players that are the best footballers. How, how do we get them out of the side, out of the waffle back into the AFL system? Yeah. Mm. So what do you um, what do you think is uh, we'll, we'll deviate a little bit since you mentioned that. Yeah. What do you think is the number one thing that's wrong with footy, and what would your suggestion be to fix it? Oh, because I f- f- off the man. off the top of my head, they're fucking around with the system a lot, and the coaches so the coaches are so smart. They just work around whatever. Is put in place. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're like, you know, the, the stand rule, there's a coach will just figure out how to get around that. And then I fucking hate that rule. Yeah. It's yeah. become netball. Well, that, what I about, hate how what soft about the, the game no, is? Descent. Descent, how soft the game is. The, the, people, the fact people are getting reported for football incidents is the most disgusting thing of all time. Was a Western Bulldog player, I think. Uh, no, Kyle Chandler from Melbourne tackled a bloke. He's running. The other bloke's running. He tackled him. And because he fell forward, he got two weeks for a dangerous tackle oh, yeah. where it was a natural motion. He's grabbing him and it, he didn't sling him. Did he get him. two weeks for that? Two weeks. Didn't sling him. That was one of this last, just gone. Last weekend. Yeah, fuck. Mm, disgusting. They don't, they need to have a thing where like they go, well, that's footy. Part of playing footy yeah, this is, is accidents, mm, you know? It is, oh, yeah. It's, and obviously you'll have a strong opinion on this, but like protecting the, the head and, and those sorts of things is a big issue that the AFL will probably be putting a lot of thought into. But yeah. there's fucking just using your head and being logical as well. Like if it's not yeah. a dangerous yeah. fucking tackle. The 50 like, metres as well. Yeah, 50 yeah. metres. But like, like uh, your point you mentioned before, that the game, there's, there's about five or six different camera angles per 
mm. per game. Yeah. So you can't hide. There's uh, with assistant coaches, I think they're 15 or 16 assistant coaches per AFL team all having their own opinion and view of how the game is played and how you can try and exploit certain rule changes or how can we be yeah. get ahead of the competition. So to say uh, that thing that um, uh, it's changed so much my career, I can just all the, the footage and like, back in the day, if someone's out free out the back and kick a goal, yeah. rather like, geez, he's worked hard. Yeah. Now it's like, well, how did he get free? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this player, you didn't work hard enough to get to this bloke to get to this bloke. Yeah. So the, the yeah, onus the behind, is the, the accountability it. now for players to to you know, actually to work harder is, is real. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that over the development of your career? Yeah. Where you started off like only a couple, maybe two or three angles and then match review got insane and even yep. more. Yeah. Was it frustrating having to... Anal- overanalyze things. Like, did you oh, have I a lot of? I think it's. Uh, I think it's difficult for the young kids getting drafted these days because you've, you've always played your junior sport and junior footy, and you've been drafted on talent. You have exceptional strengths to come to the AFL system, and you hope that can complement the playing list and footy club at that particular time. But yeah. you got to adapt to the, the game plan, mm. what the team wants, and it's. I can. Sometimes, as young kids, it's overwhelming, and you, you lose. You get so focused on what you got to learn and what you need to do to be, be able to fit into a, a team that you lose what type of player you are. You yeah. lose your identity as a player. Yeah, and um, that's always, I think, the biggest barrier for for young kids. I think the education piece should be less about yeah, you understand broadly what the game plan looks like, mm. but that should take two or three years to, to develop, as opposed to you know your first year, you got to learn this. Because yeah. you're trying to figure out where you, where you sit in terms of the footy club. If you're yeah. potentially ever going to get a game, like where's your pecking order? Where, where the players say it or not. But you, you try and rate yourself where you sit in it. There's 46 players at least. Yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, you know, where do I actually sit? Yeah. Mm. And um, if you can't even get the game plan right and then you lose your strengths, then you're like, well... That's a great point. Where, where, do I, where does it leave me? Mm. That is an excellent point because... Um, well, let's go to your personal example before we talk. I want to really hit on that. Yeah. But being drafted that day, what's that feel like and, and where were you and, and what was the sort of like overall feeling and who was with you? So, uh, yeah, well, so I went to, uh, where was, I think it was Victoria. So the, they, the ten, potential first round top 10 gets flown over to Victoria with your family. Oh, so you've gone potential top 10. Potential. Yeah. So there's about 16, 16 players yeah. for 10 spots, and they do reverse draft order, 10 yeah. to 1. Yeah. And at that stage, there was two other WA players, Kane Lucas and Lewis Jetta, yeah. in line for West Coast's first pick. Nice. Yeah, and wow. I got told uh, the night before the draft that if West Coast don't pick me up, I'm going to Port Adelaide because they had pick 8 and 9. Yep. Fuck, so, that's pretty good for a bloke that played one game in Colts. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but as much as I tried to deter Port Adelaide, get back on that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Where were you like, I'm not moving Adelaide? Talking about draft camp, they tried to intimidate me because they knew that, you know, potentially they wanted to pick me myself up and with their first pick. Yeah. And I remember Adam Kingsley at draft camp. Yeah. Adam yeah, there Kingsley. Was about, there was about eight, eight Port recruiters. Choco Williams was there. Fuck. And Adam Kingsley yeah. came in with his chair and sat this far away from it <laughs> to try and intimidate me to see what, what I'd like under pressure. <laughs> what, like to talk or just No, no, he didn't say anything. He was just so breathing, people listening, he was breathing was on me. 30 centimetres away from his face. Yeah, yeah. I can, even closer. Already. Really? I, I, could, I could feel his hot <laughs> breath on my cheek. 
And I was, and you surely, you're, surely you're smirking. That could just go. Well, on. I thought it was pretty funny, but yeah. they are dead set serious. I'll try to intimidate. How do you hide your erection? Um, <laughs> that was the later part of the story. You start with a punchline. <laughs> yeah, so he's talking. Yeah, here. and I, 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 my, my parting line was, you know, I'd love to get drafted. It'd be great. Um, you know, I'll give you all a couple of years, but my, my heart's in WA, and I'd love to be a WA club. So you know, I, I'd, I'd work hard for a couple of years to try and give that you element. S- of, you said that, yeah, a couple oh, of elements so out ballsy. to be like, well, you know, if. Do you waste your, your first draft pick on potentially a player yeah, that wants to come home? That's so <laughs> it's just enough doubt. If I got told not for the draft, if you're there, we're picking you up anyway. So I was like, I'd fuck. obviously do work. You're, fuck, you were ahead of the game. No one used to do that back then. Nah. I think Cyril Rioli did. Really? That's why he slipped down to Hawthorne's pick uh, 13 or 14. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he said he's, he's going to stay in the TV or he's, you know, he's going to give only a couple of years and come back home. Well, he, almost, he kind of did that at 28. But yeah. um yeah. yeah right so so you didn't go top ten or you did I went pick seven pick seven yeah so nice. the pick before port fuck luckily. okay yes. not luckily I, I was think oh, I don't get me wrong Port Adelaide great footy club but as a WA boy if yeah, you've got you got a chance to play there. home in your home state with your friends and family yeah Are you an Eagles supporter Frio supporter or just oh, I used to hate West Coast really oh, really oh, that's who, who did you support uh, who did I <laughs> oh, family were more Fremantle supporters yeah um, and then. I was initially North Melbourne Fremantle. Back in the 90s? Yeah. North, yeah. yeah. Used to love King Kerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to love Turn Brent on Harvey. Fox footy and Boomer Harvey. Brent, yeah, he was fun to watch, man. Yeah. Shannon Grant on the wing. He was Shannon great. Grant, yeah. Was, and then Winnie Abraham taking big hangs. Oh, Winnie. So good, man. Abraham. Used yeah. to, we used to watch his highlights at school flat out. Just yeah. Taking hangers. <laughs> Always, eh? So good. So, fuck, you got pick seven. And you... So, the, did they televise it back then? Yep. So... That's a lot of pressure straight away. Yeah, absolutely. I, I forgot that you were so high in the draft, man. So pick seven, you're the Eagles' top pick. Yep. So how mm, do that you, must come with a bit of pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did is that year as well. My first year at the Footy Club. That's the year we won the wooden spoon. Yeah. And we had a lot of senior guys on the list, and see, had a great list, but a lot of injuries. Yeah. And so they were trying to blood youngsters which luckily enough I was a youngster coming through and yeah. I made my debut I think round seven how, yep. how did that happen what was the did you get told pre-game you do the phone call family in or uh no I think, it was just too, like, I think Wush just got me in the office and said mate you're, you're going to play this week in your head were you like yeah I should be playing or were you uh, just at like, that stage I was playing midfield for each mantle yeah and I, I had it I had a good Solid mark. The team wasn't wasn't going great, and I was like, "Come on!" And there was other players getting picked over me. I got, um, I went to Sydney as an emergency. Yeah, and it was a line ball between myself and another player, and I thought, "This is my game." Yeah, I'm 100 percent going to be playing this game. Yeah, and got emergency, first emergency, had to fly, I fly over for the game, and my parents and everyone flew over just in case, just in case, and. um, yeah, didn't eventuate, yeah. and then flew flew home. Is that straight were away? You that demoralized night? after that, or were you like, oh, well, I know I'm I'm pretty. pretty I knew I was, I was close, yeah. but I was I was a little bit um, disappointed, disappointed, yeah. angry because I knew I was so close. Yeah, and mm. got, and, I, and I got you probably rate yourself better than yeah. The and I got overlooked, person? and I was yeah. you know, a little hit to the ego. Yeah, and then flew home that night. It was a Friday night game. Flew home that night and played. For Eastern Randall the next Saturday against South Randall. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I think it was a week after I had a good game then and a week after a, straight in. That'd have been a 
big crowd back then as well. Those East Rio, South Rio derbies. Yep. Would, like they'd open up uh, – at some some weekends they'd open up the gates and go just chuck a gold don- a gold coin donation in because yeah. you'd get like the whole South Rio man all over. You'd get 13,000 yeah, right. people. They got full. It was actually Dolby out the front collecting his passing <laughs> money. <laughs> like, the actual ticketing gate was around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, there was a bloke called Daniel Dalby at – <laughs> He's free man as well. Really? Yeah, there was yeah a I played with him. Did you really? Yeah. 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 So Daniel Dalby, Rowan McDonald used to message me, Daniel Dalby, are you going out? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. Um, so what, you feeling like you're pretty pumped or you're like, yeah, I deserve my spot? Uh, I, I knew that I had a, a solid month of footy. Yeah. Uh, you, you never get selected just off of one game. You've got yeah. to ha- have consistent games Especially to be able to put yourself in attention. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Absolutely. matter how good you are, like you've got to earn your spot. Now. But yeah, you're so. like, yeah, this is the reward for the hard work I've done. Yep. Um, now, your first AFL preseason compared to the East Fremantle preseason, how did that compare? Was it same, different, harder, easier? Did you get as a young player? Do they give you a few? Like, is it harder for the young players, or do they give you a few more rest days? What's the crack with that? I found probably the initially the East Fremantle preseason was harder because. Everything's so monitored. Sports science plays a major role yeah. with young athletes coming to the system. So we were, as all uh, the draftees for that whole preseason, we would only uh, been about two or three drills and then yeah, do right. standalone running on, on the side and the edge. Oh, that would be so frustrating. Yeah, because you're trying to impress, trying to earn the respect of the playing group yeah. and not mm. being able to do majority of the, the drills, yeah. uh, especially more the, the what, context. What, what, was the, what was the theory behind that? Too much work or? Yeah, the workloads. Yeah, right. They want to build a profile, a baseline of you, you as an athlete to see what you can cope going forward. But right. coming out of a, a waffle system, that ha- they hadn't had that information. Yeah, okay. So they're, they're sort of doing a bit of an audit on the run to see, because they, they want you to be there, try and get a full season. Because if you can play as many games, it doesn't matter to be uh, AFL level at waffle level in your first season and can cope with the workload then it, it, your baseline you got pretty good uh, mm-hmm. springboard to attack the second pre-season yeah yeah 100% because yeah. Uh, yeah, you see those the big mature bodies after three four years where they start just dominating but um, yeah yeah it just takes time bit of an AFL weights program mm. I want, I want actually, I want like about seven or eight years ago, Adelaide Crows bicep program. Oh, they were jacked. Like Who every, was it? Goodwin, Goodwin Walker. Uh, uh, yeah, like even like Thompson, Scotty yeah, Thompson, Scotty Thompson. Just even like uh, I, I heard Nate he, Van Burlow, the, the few of the Nathan like, Van, Lert, Van Burlow. I want to throw him under the bus. He, he, <laughs> I reckon Scotty Thompson used to have a, a set of dumbbells. By his recliner at home watching TV, he used to what? curl. <laughs> Just pump. Well, it showed. Yeah, it showed. Yeah. That's so <laughs> good. Dinkum. Yeah. Dinkum. Uh, oh, there and you, you go. can see, like, yeah, fuck yeah, you get out here. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Um, how so was he? How was he and Sam Mitch? Because you would have had them as coaches as well, coming from another club. Um, was it kind of cool having those? Sorry to jump away no, from right. the future, right. but um, yeah, what well, was it cool being under those sorts of guys? Yeah, it's great. I think the beauty about AFL footy clubs is that you always get in high-end talent as coaches to come and help educate you and to be able to get Van Berlow, club captain, and Sam Mitchell as well, having played a year with him, 2017, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. As, a, as a coach, well, it was great um, to sort of pick his brains to see how he thought of footy and coming mainly – had a, had a bit to do with Sam – Whilst playing, because he was playing halfback, yeah, he was keeping me out of sight for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> How frustrating! Eh? But just the way he sees the game, and he can he can sense his aura. He's been there, done that. He's been a great player for a long period of time. Yeah. He had mm. that. Um, he had that respect with the the playing group, the coaches. But 
yeah, the way he saw the game was different to any other coach that I've so played under. the premiership push was a big accreditation to him being there, you think? Uh, I think the way he... Because he was a midfield coach at that time. So yep. I think the way he got the, the midfield to buy into what he was trying to do... Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's Simo's game plan. But yeah. I think the way Sam Mitchell uh, galvanised the group... Yeah. And even when the chips are down to get the best out of themselves... Yeah. And they all... Because you look at the team... Back then, there's star players, but they he sort of got away where parked everyone's egos and got them to work for each other. Yeah. And you can see when, once they bought into to that, yeah, they are unstoppable. And yeah. it just clicked throughout the year, but more importantly, it clicked in that final series. Yeah. If you go back and watch the games, I think the reason why we did so well mm. in the final series is because every single midfielder had a role in that midfield, but everyone played to the best of their ability. Yeah. And they were happy... Sacrificing the game for something special and yeah. something bigger than themselves. Watching and Hutch tag side bottom out of the game mm. in the first final was dope, and Shuey going nuts, and Yo, doing well, his and, thing, and not having the dominant um, Ruckman in Nick Nat yeah. would have been a huge change in mindset, and probably for the better. Like it made you more accountable, made you more like sturdy. Fucking, I'm going in, going to get that hard ball get instead yeah. of I can, I can yeah, fucking yeah, yeah get on the fucking yeah. Well, it's yeah. that Scotty Lysett and yeah. Nathan Vardy. They'll still. Yeah. Bonafide, really yeah, yeah. great Ruckman in their own own right. They should, yeah. They'd be number one Ruckman at any other club. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well uh, Scotty still is at the moment. Yeah, Bards yeah. is retired. Yeah. But it was, it, that was a luxury we had as a footy club. So yeah. we were playing all three of them. Mm. Yeah. I pretty, yeah Nick, when Nick was fully fit, he'd play, then uh, Lysett would be the backup Ruckman. Vardy I'm pretty sure Vardy was playing as a forward. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he was all right as a forward in Geelong. But um, yeah, so. You were talking about identity before, which is why I wanted to talk about you being drafted. Because I remember you coming in. Did you start your career on the wing at West Coast? Were you? Were they? I think my first involvement was a midfield. Yeah, because I'm gonna. Outs. This is my. This is. I haven't spoke to you about this before, Shep. My, my <laughs> first one. I was like, "Fuck, man, we've wasted a pick on this guy." <laughs> like, I was like, "Fuck, he sucks." I thought you were too small, and I was like, "Obviously, I've got. I'm a fucking pleb, right?" But I'm just watching. I was like, "Man, you're too small," and then you developed into this. Incredible backman, undersized backman that would just dominate anyone you played on. That's exactly how I remember it as well. Yeah, I remember like it going, was amazing. as an Eagle supporter going, "Fuck this cunt!" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Has anyone told up? you this before? <laughs> I, I was saying it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at myself in the mirror. Like, were you playing like wing half you forward again? <laughs> were you playing like wing half forward? I was playing uh, playing half forward. I was playing yeah playing half forward yeah. and uh, yeah. You know, I, Back then, the game style was don't switch, don't switch the footy. It's um, you know, long down the line, uh, you know, create pressure, get the ball going forward. Even when kicking kick it inside fifty, I was competing against Lacroix, yeah, Kennedy, Cox, yeah. Lynch, just a few, like, <laughs> just a few yeah. shit players. Shepherd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> even, even if I was on, nah, no, nah. don't even. If people are saying Shepherd, they're telling you to block, yeah, not yeah, for the yeah. footy. Yeah, so. but I think like the lessons you learn playing forward, trying to make the play, see. Half forward's oh, it's I think toughest, the hardest. The toughest posi- position on the ground is easy, half forward. Easy. Yeah. But I reckon I wouldn't have been the player that I was if I hadn't had that stint up forward. Yeah. Knowing that I had to really earn my posi- uh, position in the side. I had to work hard. Yeah. At the waffle and in and out of the AFL system for the first four or five years. Yeah. And battling some niggling injuries, which, you know, as a youngster coming through, you just want to play, play, play. Mm. You, you don't want to give up your spot to anyone else. So you'll play through adversity at that stage. I didn't had confidence playing at AFL level as well as trying to play through some niggling injuries. Uh, it yeah. was a combination where, yeah. looking back now, just mate, just put yourself on ice, 
Yeah. Right? Just yeah. just get your body right and get your your mind right to, to be the best version of yourself because did I was you have battling the, there for a bit. Did you have the luxury of a contract that would look after you with that or were you on short contracts? Because I feel like if you're a one or two year player and you take your time, then fuck, you're out of the system before you get a chance to prove yourself. Yeah, so I had a, I think I had a three year contract. So luckily, yeah. luckily for that's, uh, yeah, that's that was the case. Mm. Yeah. But that's, that's I think that's why, um, to, like elaborating that point is, the two years, some some guys, you know, the whole AFL dream, you get, you get drafted if you're a rookie drafter or you, you're a late pick. And if you yeah. don't show potential in your first year, um, you get chewed up and spat out and your whole dream of trying to make it to the top level is thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, yeah that's well, why there's two years now for the, the, the first year draftees to get mandatory two years. Yeah. But I'd love for the draft age to get increased to 21 or yeah. even 20 because it gives guys better chance to mature um, get life experience. When I was 18, I was a bit of a bullhead. Used to, well, we were losing every game, but it was mandatory to topical go out to the hippie club for a few yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what you did. You know? and, yeah. and looking back now, it would, like when I was playing towards the last like, six, seven years, used to never go out. Yeah. yeah. Win, lose, draw, even great wins. You, it you know, sucks. Because it, it's, you, you know, there's a bigger, there's a bigger, uh, Thing on the line than just going out for a few beers and yeah. like you get one shot, one opportunity. Yeah, but to try and get the most out of yourself and you, you do it. Yeah, you know, not only for yourself, for your, your family who have supported you your whole life to get this stage and your supporters as well. You know, you're, you're not doing it justice. This p- position you're in, mm. and going just pissing it up the wall. So I think yeah. to, to overcome that, if you if you um, push out the draft age, then it gives guys better life experience to to be able to do what they want before they get into a professional environment yeah. and, and years to try and develop as a footballer. Yeah. So then recruit, recruiters get a better uh, indication of what they're like as a 20-year-old because I think people fluctuate from 18 to 20 hugely. Massive. And some guys, I, I d- developed at 23. So if I was a late draft pick, I'd have been on the scrap heap in my second year. Yeah. Well, I, I look at like, um, and you would have played or trained with him, Michael Muscoulis. Uh, yep. I, I lived with Michael um, while he was over here and he stayed with a uh, host family, Yep, I guess, and then he came uh, to me after that. And, yeah, I would agree, like, obviously, uh, tragically, you, you know he passed away in a car accident um, a couple of years later, but he, he was not ready mature-wise to, to leave his parents and come over to a... It's insane. Like, mm. to a football club on his own and, yeah, gets given a host family, but it's... It's, you know, he's got no family, no friends. He's got to make friends with the footy club, try and earn respect from the players. And he's only 18. Like, he, he didn't have the life skills to even cook dinner, you know? So, yeah. like, you're right. These sorts of, these sorts of yeah. guys um, probably need a bit more, even just life skills. Just like, yep. yeah. yeah. That's but, why I think the affiliation, you know, I know going against what the, the West Coast club has got now with the alignment with the West Coast Eagles footy club. But yeah. one of the greatest things for interstate players coming to play from West Coast, and you would have it at West Perth, is when you're, you're, you're such a, in a tight footy bubble, yeah. you, you live together, host families, you train together, and your whole existence is just people from the footy club. And yeah. if you'd be able to go and play, so if you're not playing AFL, go and play for a, a waffle club, you build it out to a waffle club, all of a sudden you, you're growing your network and you've got better friendships, mm. you've got tutelage from guys that um, have ex-AFL players from different clubs, or just, just trying to... Yeah. Get to know people in NWA, and that's what I used to love. Yeah, isn't it amazing that that culture and that sort of belonging that you get within a group? Absolutely. Like, um, even uh, something as big as my—I uh, had pretty bad experience last year. My 
marriage broke down and all that. First person I went to, I went for a jog and I went to my best mates. Instead of calling my mum and dad, calling my brother or anything, I jogged to my mate Burnsy's place and, and told him about it all. And that's be, these are the relationships I've, I've developed through football. Mm. Like I played football with Delby when I was, we were fucking 14 years old. Uh, you know, strikey, a couple of my mates. Like yep. lifelong mates, all of my groomsmen, all mates I've played football with. And they're the ones you go to for support. Yeah. Yep. Would you have agreed when you were 17 with what you're saying now? I think every 17-year-old, yeah, impatient, you just want to yeah, play. You want to play, right? Yep. I think that – do you think that will ever happen? I reckon that's an awesome point. I've, I've, I've said that um, a lot, that life experience is so important from when you're 18 to 20. That's why I think that some of the better – like Hutch and Prito, when they got drafted as mature age, yeah, they were just – I've done all the partying. I've done all the fucking mm. – I've done it all. I don't need to go do that now. Mm. This is where I, where I knuckle down and I've got that out of the way. But even like the partying, but there's like, you know, guys want to go to university. Yeah. You know, um, get, a, get a trade, yeah. uh, get a job and just, just travel to realise travel, just realise the opportunity to have playing footy. Yeah. I think you, you sort of take it for granted sometimes. Yeah, especially straight out of school. If you've never had anything else, you don't realise how fucking hard it is to wake up and go to work every mm. day yeah. and not your work isn't footy. But it would be good. Even if you got picked up as like a, a train-on for two years and you got paid like a small amount, so you're around a professional thing, but you still don't have that scrutiny of being on a list and you can go out and just enjoy yourself and, and experience some real life. How many 18-year-olds actually come in and make a difference in the first year? Or even 19-year-olds? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Very, very few. But they should do where they can draft 10 players only, yeah. top 10 only, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. like 18 or 19 each year. Because then you'll get your Horn Francis's and all these fucking beast but even Matty Rowell right now like he's mm. he's a beast and he's you know yeah that's right off the track but um your identity as um a winger and a forward when you first start what was the transition to go on to being one of the best backmen to ever play the game <laughs> um that's from Squirly. okay Squirly <laughs> said how did you not uh so I'll, I'll I think um, in a sec. yeah he changed the change the coach uh I think at that stage, I was playing half forward, and I put my hand up to play half forward because there was uh, there was injuries in the forward line. Lacra was out, Nikoski was out. Yeah, we had a stack. You yeah. and Nikoski could be long lost brothers. Well, he's I've got similar <laughs> yeah. hair. Yeah, similar. Yeah, similar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for his <laughs> hair being down the fucking. Yeah, he's <laughs> still he's uh, still blonde, but he still gets yeah, the yeah. blonde streaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I grew out of that at yeah. eight. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, did Wush was Wush start when you started? Yep. Yeah, right. So you put your hand up, play forward. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I just wanted to play. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I couldn't get in the back line. There was, you know, Ed Stars, Waters, Glass, Hearn, Butler, Schofield. Um, what was the lot playing yes. with? Bo Waters. Selwood. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was great to learn. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't get to play enough with him. Yeah. Um, it was because he's just so injured all the time. That's yeah. Talk about work ethic. Because he went he, so hard. He, he got the most out of himself, maybe to his detriment in. in some cases because he just he'd always get injured but he he was he would just flog himself he wouldn't even eat butter on a bread he wouldn't eat bread his diet was immaculate and he would train longer than and harder than any other player on the wow. list so wow. it was it was it was a phenomenal um period to be able to watch him uh do what he's doing and he because he, he fought so much adversity in his life growing up and then at the at the footy club yeah he, he won a flag early 
But seeing him always injured, injured on the sideline, he was always looking to help players, help myself come through, and it would be like a sounding board. But yeah. he, would, he, he used that as real motivation, and he would just, watching his workouts, what he would do to himself and his body, it was crazy. That's crazy. Watching mm-hmm. him on to, to his body on the field was On crazy. the field as well. Clean, he, how he played was exactly what he was in, <laughs> in, in. It was like a mini wash. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to stop cutting you off because our listeners hate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've gone from your um, forward line. You couldn't get into the back line. Yep. Um, how does it develop from there? And then when Simo came across, he said, I think your best footy's played behind, behind the football, which I agreed with him. And... Had a really a solid pre-season. And he sort of gave me the indica- indication as well. What, what we did, he gave me the belief and um, if you have a strong pre-season, then I'll play it. And I thought I had a really, really good pre-season. Had a couple of really good um, intra-club games. And round one of that year, Jamie Bennell got selected over, over me in the back line. Yeah, that, was another, right. that was another moment in time where you can go either way. You, you can be really pissed off, which I was, and you... And you get, you get dirty and it, it will influence your mindset and outlook of what you need to do to get back in. Yeah. And I used it as motivation again when I went back to the waffle for Eastern Randall and played Peel to, you know, to almost shove it up him. Yeah. And yeah. Be like, oh, this is what you're missing out on. And yeah. I had a really good game. That's probably one of the best games I played at the waffle level. And then brought straight back into the side nice. the following week and didn't look back since uh, round two, 2014. That's yeah. sick. So I was like... Uh, that's what made you almost. Yep. That one thing. and That's the thing. Resilience, I think, is built by being fucking kicked down. Kicked yep. and, and made you, like, being told you're not good enough. Because if, I think I feel always feel like the, the weak ones just give up. So if you've got the strength to push through it, you're always going to be a, a great contributor to a team, great contributor in life to yourself, like if you're able to push through those hard times. And those are the ones you have to push through. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And Adrian Hickmott, he's at Hawthorne now. He was... Yeah, defensive coach at the time, but he he was my mentor as well. Yeah, okay. and he was he was a hard taskmaster. Yeah, master. Like, mm. He would uh, challenge challenge me mentally more than any other person or coach. And How he, so? He would he would at training. He would always uh, make a conscious effort to try and piss me off at training. He would be <laughs> everyone. Every, like, it'd be like a <laughs> skills drill, and I'd be working like my ass off to yeah. try and. Showed everyone like I'm, I'm, yep. I'm committed. I'm, and he'd always try and put me down. Fuck. And, and everyone would be like the, you know, the old uh, skill drills, run to the cone. No, I'll do it. And I'd be like making effort, and yeah. he'd be like, Shepherd, get to the cone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I, am. I, I, I am, <laughs> but you can't back chat. You can't yeah. say anything. You got to accept whatever he says. Yeah. And the way he, he, um, it behind closed doors, how he taught me about the game, about. Making mistakes, he was. We'd watch Chris Judd's highlights um, from weekly, and, yeah. and you know, it'd be best on ground. Have thirty-five touches, but out of thirty-five touches, it'd be like fourteen like mistakes. Fourteen, like, well, why did he do that? Yeah, you know, probably you know, Juddy. You'd think thirty-five. There'd be you know, thirty-five clean yeah. possessions. And you, know, so you see him when he makes mistakes. You see him worry about. He just gets on, makes yeah. another one, gets on, makes another one. Yeah, mm. you know, we're not advocating you making mistakes, but the, the best in the AFL make mistakes. So you, you, you can make mistakes and everyone makes mistakes. So it's mm. about trying to get over um, yeah, making mistakes in AFL because I used to get pretty down if you drop a mark or miss a kick. Yeah. It, it sort of weighs on yourself and your mind about yeah, you, you, yeah. Get, you, play, you get in your shell. Yeah. You, you don't take a kick that you normally hit and it just, it's just infectious 
uh, with your teammates as well if you're playing that way. Yeah. And so no, hundred percent. It's infectious both ways. If you're on, you can bring up the energy of people around yep. you. But if you're down and negative, it fucking brings everyone down. Yep. They feel like they're going to have to bring you up. Yep. So was he deliberately doing that because he knew you could take it, or was he testing you, or would he talk about why he was doing that to you, or did you just accept it? So he's, he said, "I'm going to mentor. I'm going to mentor you." Uh, this is in the preseason, 2014, for the 14 season, and then. If you if you pass it, they'll ease up a bit, and we'll we'll go into the fifteen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, bring it on, like, yeah, yeah sick. But he was, we we like almost getting fist fights, butt heads, yeah, and um, out out the train track, and he'd be like, I know he would say stuff to try and get to me, yeah. And um, if you guys you don't like it, like, it's 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 wrestle, and I'll, like, <laughs> and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll and I'll be and I'd be like there, yeah. like. Because he's no, a bit of a nugget, eh? Yeah, mate, he, he, was, he was fit. I, th- yeah. I actually thought he, at, in 2014, he was a chance to get picked up as a mature age. <laughs> he, he was massive. He was massive. But I loved it because yeah. like, towards the season, the, the relationship, you know, he, he, was, he was hard on me, but he, we grew together. And mm. he, he, obviously he was doing it to get the, the best out of myself. And, and he wanted me to, to see, my, see football differently and yeah. see my own game differently. And he, he wanted me to get there. It wasn't just negative because... He just wanted to be negative. He, he had a reason and reason behind the method. Yeah. And he, he got the best out of himself. Unfortunately, hurt my ankle in the back end of 2014. But leading into – he did it over the 2014-15 season and he ended up getting a couple, a couple of other players involved with the mentor program as well. Yeah. yeah. And the 2015 season was by far my best season oh, – at that stage of my career, best season I'd played and yeah. we made the grand final. Yeah. And he, you know, at the end of it, I, he was – he was like my brother. Like, I loved him. Yeah, like, it's lucky that he got it. He got it right because if you get it wrong and you're coming down on players, and they, well, if you if you come down on the player and he can't take it, then it's probably just reflecting he's not strong enough to yep. be in that team. Because if it's a team mindset where you have to be strong enough to play that role, put your ego aside, and fucking do this, do that, do yep. what you're told, then you're probably not good enough to be in the team anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been win-win. They yeah. would have weeded out a player that wouldn't have been there, or they would have developed a strong character, which they obviously Absolutely. developed a strong character. It's all character about accepting and caring, but you you got to well, footy. It's a cutthroat environment. It's a performance industry. Yeah. You got to you got to you got to be able to take feedback, yeah. and it's not all glossy. And um, I think that, that probably talk about the kids coming to the system now. You, you've never been told you can't do this, can't do that. Get better. What you're doing, get challenged. And you, uh, it's hard to take it at times because yeah. you get defensive. You get your defense mm. mechanisms up. You're like, no, you got no idea what you're talking about. I know how to play the game. It's like, yeah. well, looking back, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, but you gotta, you got to accept that the people around you are actually, actually trying to help you. Yeah. And the ways they're doing it, everyone, every coach has got the different ways and methods to do so. Yeah. That's why you've got to have incredible trust. And yeah. once you have in trust and you can accept feedback, then the possibilities going forward are endless. Yeah, and that's why, like, what happened with Ruse the other day and they was talking about, you know, the coach had to apologise and it became such a big thing in the media about, like, you know, having a go at, at the players. That's that's part of... That part is, of footy. Yeah, yeah. and, like, and what we just... Points. Well, just what we talked about as well, like, fucking... You, you have to be a hardened character to be able to get through these sorts of hard challenges. Yeah. yeah. Football is a fucking tough game. Well, it's, it, like, it really part tough. of my career, playing the likes of... Darren Glass, yeah, Bo Waters, yeah. Adam Selwood, these guys down back, Sam Butler, yeah. Like if you didn't do, uh, it wasn't a team first action or yeah. put out a contest or there was a question about your effort, you knew about it, and mm. not just mate, you got to, you, you got to get better. 
it's coming up, you're grabbing you by the, the scruff of like the, the jumper or your yeah. neck <laughs> and, and getting personal about you, fuck it. What, what does this mean to you? You're fucking not lifting your... Mid-game yeah. or after uh, training? No, throughout the game. Wow. Throughout training, throughout the game. Fuck. And that's the just way you... Chasing the effort, the... Chasing the effort. Well, even just playing your role. Like playing if your, your role. role is to sit in a hole and sometimes cop it, fuck, you don't want to do that. Yeah. But if you've, if you've been that little bitch that's just fucking been spoon-fed everything that whole, your yeah. whole life, those are the guys that you're yeah. trying to weed out of a football team. Because, that was, yeah. And that's culture. That's, that's yeah. what we all grew up with. Mm. But I think now, you know... <laughs> Whether you can say it or not, yeah. but I feel like you know it's uh, where society as well, or yeah, too um, PC. It, you can't you can't actually give it's feedback without it sounding like it's personal and you're having to crack at someone. It's yeah. like no, it, it's in heat in the moment, and we're doing it to make you better because making you better is going to make us better. It's going to make the team better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's never nothing's ever personal. Yeah. And it's about resilience. people people you know unfortunately. Uh, find that every every time they get feedback, whether it's negative, it's it's a personal attack. Snowflakes, mate. Yeah, it's that lack of really resilience. No resilience. We, we talk about that a lot. It's just they've grown up with fucking everyone being like, oh no, that's okay. You tried your best. And instant wow. gratification is becoming a thing now. Where we you see it with like iPads, anything like. Even I think about when I was a kid, and I'll draw this back to a footy in a in a way. But um, like I'd watch TV. You'd have to wait for the ads yeah. to be able to watch it. Now, like my daughter has YouTube kids. She'd get sick of that show next. Yeah. So that instant gratification is yep. just breeding worse and worse and worse. It's yeah. going to get to a point where these, these footy players, these athletes, um, just young people, adults. people who are working, anything, yeah. they don't achieve what they want to achieve in life. They don't succeed in business. They don't fucking get their spot in the footy. They're just going to give up yeah. because they're not used to – to being told no or being told be patient. Yeah. Yep. So that's the biggest thing I'll be teaching my daughter is be patient. Fucking uh, learn that no is not always the end of things. Like you, you can get to yep. where you want to go. Yeah. Yep. But it's 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 unfortunately it's just it's just the way life is going, especially mm. with things like iPads, yeah. TV, yep. um, streaming services. Yeah. I mean we're lucky fast in a food because we we're forced to be resilient. But yeah. Now that you have to teach resilience. Yeah, because how do you find it as a coach with your young kids coming through? It's pretty similar, or um, I think uh, coaching now, uh, what I've experienced in a short period of time at Wesley, most of the guys there, it, it, I think there's a couple there that probably don't like negative feedback. Yeah, but you're trying to you're trying to coach around them and understand, build a better relationship with the players to mm. understand who can take what, as opposed yeah. to this is. You know the way I'm going to coach is this way, yeah, and yeah. You, you either you either commit or accept what's going on or yeah. piss off. Yeah, it's it's now you got to learn which individual can take what. Yeah, because mm. you, you don't want to knock the confidence out of, out of themselves. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, um, I, I think it's just the evolution of society and yeah. coaching. I think whether it is the old school mentality, you have to adapt and and keep up with the new age. Because if you don't, mm. then you'll the no. kids won't res- won't listen to you, won't respect you. Then how are you going to implement a game plan? Well, there's a couple of players specifically in the waffle. I can't speak of AFL, but I know they're fucking precious. They don't like you know being told off or or whatnot. But you because you need your best players, mm. so you do have to cater to sort of like pandering to them a little bit, like saying, "Oh, I'm not saying you did this right, but this part is wrong." Instead of just saying, "This is wrong." And you don't butter them up with that. Oh, you did this one really good. Yeah. So I, like, I was always one. If it could make an example for the group, give me a whack. Team meetings. Yeah. You know. Oh. You know. There, yep. there, there's there's ten clips. 
there's probably 15 others twice as bad as what yep. it's on myself. Yeah. But no, you can say whatever you want to me if it means making a, a team better. to the group or if it, if it actually is most of the time it was <laughs> warranted. <It's not> <laughs> <laughs> I tried that yeah, yeah, most of the yeah. <laughs> But I used, to, I used to, to love just getting, you know, but getting told this is this is it because it's part yeah. of the growth of the group, talking about these guys that probably haven't experienced that. You know, yeah. you're a big boy in a in a, a man's game, essentially what the AFL is, yeah. is you gotta, you gotta, if you can't take this behind closed doors, how are you yeah. going to play in front of, at, in front of Collingwood MCG? There's 80,000 yeah. there. And I'm, you're, yeah. you're going to pick up a ball from the fence and you've got, you got fans <laughs> hanging over, yeah. absolutely giving it to you. <laughs> yeah. Talk about personal. How are you getting yeah. personal? <laughs> So it's all about like just about growing as growing as a person and, yeah. um, and just being being open to whatever happens. I guess you're showing leading by example as well. Like, hey, I can cop criticism. Yeah, you young blokes, if I can cop it, fucking. I used to when take it, comes it to your turn. You can top it. I used to take it. it as a sign of respect from the coach. Like they care it, enough. Yeah, well, like I, I, I'm in my final season at West Perth. I was leadership group, and I and Bill would fucking absolutely hammer me and a couple of other senior players and I took that as like oh he knows I can take it he knows mm. I'm using you as an example because if the leadership group and fucking the captain and the vice captain and stuff can get their fucking asses handed to him yep. so can a young Coulter come and yeah. up what I hated the most was fucking when I was a young Coulter and I would get lambasted man for doing something but then one of the coach's favourites would do the same thing mm. and get nothing mm-hmm. that fucking infuriated me because I was a fringe player mm. and it fucking pissed me off man I'm like you haven't got me but fucking maybe he just didn't like Broto you Broto did the exact same thing yeah, yeah he didn't like me at all yeah but whatever yeah so I'd be going to the coaches as well when they do give you a spray in front of everyone as long as, long as there's a follow up at some stage he comes up to you one on one yeah and you know you know, sort of Doesn't, not apologise. Just go, hey, this is what you can do to yeah. improve. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and sort of get that, you know, respect, and you, you know that he's he's actually trying to yeah make Maybe an example. Yeah, yeah. I, Bill, I, I Bill think, would wink at me. Yeah, I think if you if you, if you give that hard spray in front of everyone, yeah. and then you leave it, I think that's when problems fester, and yeah, it be, it becomes a problem. But if you can do that, then follow up with them when, when no one's around. Be like, oh, you know, Jobs, come here, mate. You yeah. know, I did that. Um, I expected better of you. Yeah. Um, I know you won't do it again, but yeah. you're all good. You're sweet. I, yeah. That's I think, I think you're important. That's not an issue. Yeah. So if they did that, no problem. But yep. then you just get roasted and no follow up, know how you can improve, know what you can do to get, make sure no, nothing else. I was like, fuck this dude. Um, <laughs> Squirrely said, ask Shep how many all Australian selections the cunts robbed him of. Like, at least two, surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, got stiffed a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you, you get you got a small Australian one year? No, I got 2020. 2020? Yeah. Yep. Fuck. So 2015 was your best year? No, I think got, I think nah. 2019 was my best year. Yeah. I made the squad of 40. Yeah. Um and then made it in 20. Yeah. So we'll go back to 2004 to 15. You got all the way to the grand final and yep. then you see firsthand what Sam Mitchell's like, I guess, controlling... Uh, against a, you. Against you, yeah. You yeah. get to see that culture that he's built. And that, on that day, fuck, they couldn't, they couldn't miss. Oh, good. They were oh, just, very good. Uh, there was a moment where yeah, I thought you guys were coming back into it because you guys were probably clearly the best team all, all season, yep. I think. And then... Um, it was 20... Oh, it was late 20s. It was steaming. Yeah. On the G. It was, really? It was so hot. And wow. Hawthorne, they had a um, an elder list, the older list, I should say, yeah. at that stage... And, and we were quite young and energetic, and we, we could we could sense 
<laughs> I know the scoreboard probably didn't reflect it, but yeah. it felt like we were, we were coming. coming. Yeah. But we just couldn't make the most of the opportunity. I feel yeah. like, and I don't know if you remember it like this, but when Jack Darling dropped that when chest dropped mark that, yeah. in the, uh, like he's about 35 metres out, yeah. uh, and the momentum was It just felt swinging. everyone. It just, just felt like, because they went the other way and kicked the goal. I feel like that was it. I think that was the turning That's point. when I went, oh, as, a, as a spectator, like in the third quarter. I might have been different as a player. Oh, there's, there's, there was and multiple. you going to throw your mates under yeah, the Yeah, there was multiple moments in that game mm. that uh, if we had a time again, we would hope to do better. But, you know, but that, that was like, only one small moment. But I think the what happened before that to get to that stage, yeah, yeah, be, yeah. it was a lot 100%, worse. 100%. But, like, yeah, we're coming. Kicking, <laughs> kicking goals. Like, fuck it. Was it Hodge? Yeah, like, yeah. left foot Hodge, on, on the yep. fucking, on the boundary, yeah. just... Yeah. I think what make us, made us unstuck was because we played a system behind the uh, ball over east. It was the things that the Weagles web. The Weagles web, they called it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it was just it was played on just pure, uh, you know, game nows and uh, positioning. Because I think most of the guys that played down there had played forward as a junior. So that the way they read the game, the really attacking mindset. Yeah. And talking about Adrian Hickmont, because we, we lost a couple of players, Eric McKenzie and Mitch Brown in the preseason. Mm. We, we were sort of unknown how we're going to cope as a backline, yeah. and the only way we could cope was let, let's try and invent a system where you don't play on anyone, you play in front, and you 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 read off each other where, wherever the footy is. You all come in zone behind the ball, yeah. And playing at Subi was so narrow, yeah. you, you could guard space. So forwards <laughs> were running around, darting around. They could not penetrate, and whenever they thought they were on for a hit up, you know, you had someone in front just. just Cut, like, leaving their man yeah. Chopping off So our intercept play Was yeah, yeah. outstanding yeah. But we just couldn't Translate that to The MCG sure. And it's sort of One of those things As a coaching group Because it works so well Throughout the year I think um, Probably now If we had a chance We'd probably uh, uh, Change up a little bit How we yeah. defended Behind the footy Because As Hawthorne started To use the ball we, like, Making the ground So big and wide yeah. To try and Guard and area, you just you just couldn't do it. Yeah, and they were good by foot too. They were very yeah. good, they very were good. Great by foot in 2015. Yeah. So I guess that brings us to the 2018 season. I guess is next. But yeah. actually, there was one more question I wanted to ask. Other than yourself, um, yep. who was the bit like the biggest sacrificial role player for the team that people maybe would not have thought of? I remember when Juddy got traded, he said he would bring Rowan Jones with him because. Rowan Jones would block and make sure Juddy got the ball. Who was probably the uh, internally rated highly, but externally you probably wouldn't know the role. Well, I think externally that the Tigers get a fair pump up, so Hutch has always <laughs> had a great role. Yeah, um, I think the role that Chris Masson played in the 2018 season, he was a he was playing as a wing, yeah, wing half forward, and uh, he's a midfielder. Got drafted. Pick yeah. three as a midfielder, and he sacrificed his game on a wing, but his running patterns to try and help out defence, you know, allowed the McGovern's to be able to intercept the Hearns to be able to intercept, and he was he was his work rate was outstanding. He, he was our GPS topper every game, and yeah. would just watch clips of him just helping out the guys defensively up and back, and he'd only get a handful of touches. He still still. Could find the footy, yeah. but it wasn't prolific. But he was he was accepting of the role he played yeah. he used in that to team from the flat from the fans. Yeah, yeah, time. but it was so important. Without him playing that role in eighteen, I don't reckon we would have done what we did. Yeah, right. It was that's so, so important. That's an interesting insight. I would never. I haven't heard that ever. Yeah, especially because I remember Masto very much a uh, what's the word 
um, lambasted, gets very was like fucking mastered. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So yeah. to hear that from you, that's uh, that's a really interesting insight. Yeah, um, but that 2018 year, obviously, very good memories, but a pretty poor memory towards the end. Um, how's that feel like <clears throat> being such an important part of that team? And then in the prelim? No, ah, it was the first final. Yeah, first first, final. first yeah. final. And, yeah, been getting a little nudge from Dugowie from memory or whoever it was as well um, and just doing the hammy. Like, sorry to bring up old traumas, but how, yeah, how, right. how, do, you, how do you sort of move through that and how do you, how do you feel in that moment? Well, I was, I was pretty distraught. Um, I played 96 to, straight to that point of time and you could sense uh, throughout the course of the season – um, I said it the other day, it was, it was the most purest footy I've ever been a part of in terms of, I think it was round, round 4 to 14. Mm. Or, I think we'd run like 12 in a row. But yeah. the way we were dismantling sides, because yeah. you know, I talk about the uncontested marks, mm. no one else was doing it at that stage. And we were just taking the piss out of <laughs> every side. And yeah. these sides... You were getting 20, 25 from back getting, pocket. Yeah, I was yeah. getting 20, 25. <laughs> yeah, 14, every now and 14 again. marks yeah. a game. Yeah. Yeah. 14 uncontested marks a game. Yeah. Yeah. But no one, no one has to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Good fantasy scores. <laughs> um, and yeah, everyone was just on the same page, synergy. So leading into that final series, you could, you could sense... There's not many times in your career where you, you could feel, you know, our best is better than anyone's. We've just got to bring it in this final series and um, and in that first quarter having uh, done my hamstring mm. it was distraught because I knew that you know how much hard work I put in to get to this stage and um, at that we had a week off before and I just, I just remember it was such a big build up to that game and I was mm. so yeah. ready yeah. Like, I was like this whole year from mid-year when you and you knew that we we're going to be up there. Yeah, I was just, I was like, I just can't wait till finals. Like, yep. You know, just, just. Reece Barr says, uh, you call it September. <laughs> Every time September comes around, <laughs> you get the strut on, and it's September time. <laughs> September Any truth? There's uh, yeah, no truth. <laughs> one, one, one of the one of the uh, ex teammates, Ron Power, um, in 2015, because we come, from, we were meant to come, you know, the bottom couple, made it to the grand final, yeah. end up. Uh, being a player of the finals 2015 and yeah. leading to the grand final he, he started September yeah and it just stuck the more you try and fight it the more it sticks yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well that's what I'm telling everyone yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, like, yeah. you oh, weren't no, pushing that, it that was actually it's a great name yeah <laughs> boys thoughts September lads <laughs> fucking nice. how good it smells so sweet <laughs> uh, so yeah so you've, yeah, you're going in you're feeling amazing and then that happened, yeah. So I never had a soft tissue in my life before, and uh, getting to the bench and down underneath in the change rooms, the doc- doctor did all the testing, and he said it's only a two weeker. And I was, I was, I was sad, straw, because at the time I thought me being not out in the field, mm. I, this might hurt the guys playing on Dugowie, yeah, who, yeah, who's yeah. got a match up on Dugowie. Scoey was stiff to go out in the first place, but he wasn't playing. Yeah, he was in the subs. So I was like, geez, like, yeah. Have I just ruined this opportunity for the boys? Yeah. And, um, yeah, did all the icing and everything, scans the next day and uh, found out a torn tendon. And I was in surgery. Eight to 12? It was 12 week. Wow. I was in surgery Tuesday. So talk about just how things can change. Fuck. And And then um, obviously having some players around you, uh, Gaff and Nick Nat. So three of our most, at the time, most important players. Uh, Nick Nat with the... 
knee injury against Collingwood at the yeah um, at the at the G, and then Gaff with the suspension. It, like, did, was it bolstering having a couple of those guys with you on Grand Final day? Uh, like, yes. Um, must be a bittersweet feeling, hey, because you obviously want them to win. You've got this. Yeah, I, I, with Gaffy, yes. I was, um, I was pretty numb Grand Final day. Mm. Um, that week leading up, my sister, she lost her um, and a good mate of mine, her partner. Yeah, and we so he flew over to Sydney. And that was just like a traumatic time for the family and for her. And you know, I put everything into perspective about what footy is. It's a game at the end of the day. Mm. Like, as much as you know, you love playing, you love winning, and you know, you love try to win flags. That's why you play. You know, there's more to life than just footy. And sort of going through that period and seeing, um, yeah, my sister's heart broken. Everyone was just distraught. And yeah. to go down to the game, it sort of helped me in a way to to realise what the game was. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a it means so much to a lot of people, but it's an entertainment business. And you know, you know, I yeah. wasn't really I, I was flat not being out there. But there's I was my mind was just elsewhere. Yeah, well, I think it caught, caught up to me game day. Is a part of it. Does a part of it become like, hey, I'm just going to think of the club here, my mates at the moment, and and hope for the best for them yep. as well. Obviously, not not bottle it up, but just go right. Don't fucking bring them down. Bring yeah, the energy. Absolutely. Bring everyone. Yeah. Make everyone feel like fucking. I'm just ex- as excited as you. Is that how you sort of approach yeah, it? Yeah. So I flew down from Sydney to to Melbourne on the Friday night, and I, and one of the biggest decisions I made was if I'm going down there, you're doing it for a purpose to see the guys to. To get around the guys, because a lot of those guys were mates with yeah. him as well, and but we kept it so tightly that I said no one knows about, no one speak about it. Yeah, this is um, the first I heard as yeah, well. Yeah, and yeah. so none of the players knew about it. And when I was down there with the guys, it was just yeah, you know, the opportunity grand final being there, trying to for the guys that hadn't been in the grand final, albeit we lost it, just talking talking through my experiences and just just being upbeat because talking yeah. about if you if your mood's down, you. It, Rubs off and it's infectious, and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to be a distraction. You want to be there to try and help the guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was all of that up until, uh, until twenty minutes into the first quarter when we're five goals down. Yeah, Stevenson yeah. was kicking a couple. <laughs> yeah, the goal, a couple. Everything was going uh, right, and I was, yeah, I was just like, oh, it became overwhelming and yeah, at a moment. But uh, to see Gaffy there. Yeah. And Eric McKenzie as well. He was still on the list. He, yeah. he got injured. Well, did, um, he, did he slide into the pole in the Port game? Yeah, uh, I think or was, was this like seventeen ages before. I think it's year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. So he he was injured pretty much the whole year. Yeah. So he was going through exactly the same emotions as what yeah. um, we all were. And yeah. Nick was on the bench, uh, coaching, helping the rucks. Yeah. And Gaffy was pacing up and down. But it, yeah, well, we're not going to lie. As a player, like. You, you, you're jealous because jealous you want to be there. You want to be out there playing and playing these big games because yeah. you know, how many yeah. how many chances you get in your lifetime to play in a grand final, let alone win one. Yeah. But it, it, it's jealous not being there, but you're a pure fanboy, supporter, because you, you know how much it means to the footy club, to the WA public, to our coaching staff, volunteers. So much work goes into, especially from WA clubs, to... Travelling every second week to try and get over the Victoria and play on the biggest stage to try and win one, it's quite remarkable and yeah. it's hard to do and you don't do it every year. So, um, yeah, as, as as hard as it was not being there, I was just really, really um, pumped for the opportunity that everyone had and yeah, and yeah. that last yeah last minute when she had to kick the goal, it was just you know it was it was a sense of just 
euphoria, enjoyment, and just yeah. how good is this? So yeah, good. you become as almost a, a fan. Of yeah, a I, I, was, I was fanning all day. Yeah, every oh, I tell you, you get so much nervous. Yeah. in the stands because everything's out of your control. Yeah, yeah. every every I was so emotional with every um umpire decision. Yeah. yeah. Kicks, yeah. What are you kicking do, the air for? Yeah. Do you think along? if you didn't have someone like Hickmont uh, mentoring you, giving you that sort of grief for a, a year and a half, two years, like hardening you up, be, be creating the person you are, do you think you would wouldn't have been able to handle that situation as well? Uh, yes, I agree. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, family was big as well. Uh, yep. Old man's he's always been coach myself in junior sport. Always, like, whenever, he's, he's never one to push me, but I've, I was always one, take me down to the nets. Yeah. And he yeah. would say, instead of saying no, he'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll come outside for a kick. Yeah. And he would never turn me down. And yeah. uh, one of his biggest sayings growing up was, you know, uh, the character of a man is never judged when things are going well. It's how you deal with adversity. And that's mm-hmm. always rung true to myself because life, there's so many ups and downs. There's probably more downs than ups, but yeah. it's just how you, those moments, yep. how can you look at it and turn it into a positive in some way, shape or form. I know some, some are harder than others, but that's how it's yeah. always been. Always been like a glass half full, positive outlook, optimistic, as opposed to yeah. doom and gloom. Because, mm. yeah. That, and just to go back, man, that shift of perspective and dealing with anything lower than you'll ever feel on a footy field is the death of a loved one. Mm. And how you dealt with that and moving forward. And knowing now, for the first time, that other players were going through that as they're playing, like that just shows even more to come from 30 points down, dealing with grief. Like grief is so sapping, mm. as we would all know here. And then to come out and deliver that is incredible. Yeah, it's, it brings it's even, something. It's another layer to that whole premiership. Yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah. A whole nother layer. Incredible. So, um, But then I guess the, the, the challenge moves to from, you know, you – you celebrate with the players. Did you did you j- join in with the celebrations, or did you feel? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I guess the the challenge. Yeah, I, becomes, I, ca- I carried on like I was a North Smith medalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Chef Denver. laughs> it did. Yeah, Denver, yeah, it did. Um, it the the like the feeling from the fans that I was getting from my mates who are all Eagles supporters is now we got to do it for Shep. Not they weren't saying yeah. Nick Nat. They weren't saying Gaff. They were yeah. saying for Shep. I feel like which you was, were the biggest. Everyone felt for you the most yeah. as a supporter, for sure. Um, I agree with that. I even see people commenting on the Eagles now. I love reading through comments. So <laughs> it's very good, funny. But a lot of comments these days say, um, yeah, uh, you know, bring back Shep. We, yeah. need, we miss Shep. We're missing Shep at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's the reason, sorry, for, the, <laughs> for the, what's going on at the Eagles at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it seems that you had a lot of uh, love behind you. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I guess the mo- moving forward, how do you is that the the goal? Like, fuck, I want to be part of this. I want this now. Uh, you mean after twenty eighteen? After twenty eighteen, um, yeah, yeah. I, was, I had about two or three weeks to sort of comprehend the last, you know, last couple of months, and you yep. know uh, what it all meant. Shot was two or three weeks to recover from the hangover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't hungover. Yeah. You're always pissed. How many, how many <laughs> How many beers did Schofield yeah. buy you as well? Yeah, Fuck. yeah, a couple. It was very good. But yeah, um, yeah I was sort of used it as uh, you know, at that time I was, I was overcoming a pretty significant leg injury, and yep. I was, my rehab was pretty extensive. Got in the off season, and you know, I made sure that I, I did everything right, and probably went overs with my rehab to to an extent where probably going into an off season, 
as plays, it's time to decompress, yeah, you yeah. get away, you know, you know that the pre-season, you keep fit, but you don't actually have a purpose to train. I, yeah. was, I, was, I was purposely training yeah. to come back a better player than what I finished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I rocked up to the pre-season, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, oh, yeah, it's still got a month to catch up. I was actually better than what I've ever been. Yeah. And, and I was so happy just with the, the shape I came back in and I knew that, you know, this is talk about the group we had. I felt like we had a better group in 19 and yep. I was like, this is this is a chance to try, hopefully go all the way here. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that I'm playing my best footy from round one, not build into a season. Round one, I'm, I'm to go. here to go. What happened in uh, 2019? I can't recall. The last two or three years are a bit of a blur with COVID and stuff. Uh, we made it to the final and that's yeah. unfortunately when... Really, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Geelong, Geelong, yeah, that yeah. Was so deflating, man. Was that? How did that go down? That would have been the most deflate. Because I've always said, we've always said on the potty as well. Yeah. Willie is a six-goal player. He'll create three and stop three. And he's, he's, he's one of the best difference. He's one of the best players. I'd say the best. No, Lecker would probably hate me playing <laughs> this. <laughs> Lecker was an out-and-out start. Yeah, um, and yeah. Hard to plan, so hard because this is why he's learning patterns. But Willie, footy in hand, yeah, it, it'd be the our best player. I can just come through mm. West guys. That's I know it's a big, big call, yeah. but footy in hand, he like, he he can see things that no one else can see. That raw talent is so clean, and he and he makes the most of every, every possession. Yeah, if he if he's if he gets a possession within seventy. Is either a goal assist or a goal. Yeah. And he's is, is unbelievable That's to play. what um, the stat was given, I think, prior to that game after he was out. I think Kingy brought it up. And it was like um, he was number one player for inside 50s effectiveness. So if he took the ball inside 50, it resulted either, uh, I think, 75% of the time on a shot on goal, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. If you're it getting is. 15, if you're, well, if you're getting 20 possessions, there's 15 of them are resulting in a shot on goal. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he is. And he, he's such a great, great guy as well. Yeah. It's just unfortunate certain things that happen, happen for him. But he, he's such a family man. He's such an important person to have around the footy club. He's always, always happy. Yeah. He, he loves working hard. He oh, loves, he loves showing stoned. that he's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he loves showing everyone that, you know, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, got, got, got the skills, skills. Same with Liam Ryan And that's yeah. Yeah, I bring so much enjoyment To myself Yeah But having to play on him In the pre-season At training yeah. It's tough oh, Even yeah. when he's coming back Last uh, last year There was Touch and go He was going to play End of 2021 yeah. He hasn't played For a couple of years Yeah that's he's, 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 yeah. he's had a handful Of training sessions And yeah. I was like I'll play him In the match team Just to see how he's going Yeah, yeah. He, he made me look silly To an extent where I was like you have to play him this week. <laughs> yeah, and it, silly it, was, it was never a decision not to play him, you know, because he's not good enough. It was just yeah. trying to get his body up to the level because yeah, yeah, he's had yeah. a couple of soft tissues. But he's, he's out and out one of the most talented yeah. players ever played with. But did you reckon that was a major reason why he's lost that game? Because it just defla- I would have, oh. as a fan, it was the most deflating thing ever, knowing that we are losing Willie on the eve of a Well, final. even just structurally, like, so, as a player of importance. You can't replace him. Nah. You like, need eight players to replace yeah, him. He's, yeah. right. Was it he's, he's, deflating? He's, um, yeah, probably a little bit deflating, knowing that um, he wasn't going to be in his side. Yeah, yeah, and you knew that, you know, that we had a pretty good year. Unfortunately, we lost that last game against Hawthorne at home. Yeah. yeah. That, that cost us so top four. Top four, yeah. which hurt us. That, that, Fucking that, that hurt us again. Yeah. I think talking about mindset, we just yeah, you're rocking up with thought we're just gonna Pump. to win. Yeah. And um just it shows you just if you're off 
mentally a couple yeah. percent, it can mm. hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. But not having Willie in that big final, because you know, in big finals, the game's so tight. Mm. It's high-pressure environment. It's not pretty footy, but you need guys in there that can make things happen out of nothing. Yeah. And he's one of those players that yeah. the chips are down, he can kick a goal out well, of the Well, he got the first goal in the 2018 one. It was just, it, yeah. just off his foot. It just got things going, didn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. Kennedy kicked that last-minute one in the second yeah. qu- first quarter. Were you more worried about him at that yeah, point absolutely. or were you focused on the game? Oh, I think the whole the – whole, um, because we found out the night before and yeah. it was us all trying to support him. But yeah. he didn't have a phone and the club was trying to – um, you know, trying to give us as much information without going overboard, but it was we couldn't leave the hotel because there was reporters everywhere outside yeah. and trying to it's huge, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Trying to doorstep, trying to get trying to get a grab of anything. Yeah, and if you even were close to the glass, they will trying to film it up to your room. Fucking hell! So it was it was, it was <coughs> you know, leading to a game. It was a different um, different build up. Yeah, I'm not saying that was a, a reason. I think we they, they jumped us at the start, but we we. Yeah, fought back and we're in front. So yeah. I think you know to have Willie in the side would have been yeah, would have would have helped, helped no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, he's sort of straight away um, without knowing the whole facts. You, you sort of as a player and as a mate, yeah. you're trying to you love to be able to reach out and, and help him through a difficult stage. Mm. But you're trying yeah. to balance that with performance, and you're trying to yeah trying to not think about it. And you know when you're going down for breakfast, going down to lunch together, yeah. you're on the players. Players' rooms, yeah. you know, it's it's hard not to talk about it. Say, as yeah. opposed to, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. how good we're feeling, boys. He's like, oh, I, I hope going he's going right. Or yeah. how's his family? Or how's mm. it? You know, does anyone know anything more? Yeah. And it was just, a, it was always constantly on everyone's mind. Yeah. yeah, and you're trying to shake it, say it's not, but it was. Yeah, how'd you go with your media training before we get into the, probably the most important part of <laughs> yeah. your career, which is well, not most important, but most significant. How did you go with all the media training and not giving stuff away? And you've done all right so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, well, you didn't throw uh, anyone under the bus at draft oh, camp, so that was good. Not draft camp, no. Yeah. It's uh, Channel Seven, uh, Basil Zemplis at the time. Every first year draft, they would go and get media training. Yeah, oh, right. it was pretty much just. What you can say, or not what you can say, just how to present to the media. Yeah. Um, but you got to have, oh, I can, you know, like, kids coming into today's game are so confident and can speak so well. Yeah. And not afraid of <laughs> saying yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Still cautious. And, you know, you have the club's uh, values and themes and um, what they want you to talk about. Yeah. So oh, I think gone are the days where you can just have an have opinion. An opinion. Which, which I'd love for that to happen. Yeah. I think to get best, the best content uh, content out there would be players actually having a real opinion about where they're at or like, what are you seeing? Like, yeah. Yeah. So who was the most overrated at draft camp? I'll tell you, and recruiters got him, got him right, but it was uh, uh, Jasper um, Pittard. Pittard. Yeah. So the only reason why I say that is... Um, I think he was injured or didn't play a lot of footy throughout the year. Yeah. Played only a couple. Made a, played a game or a couple of games, the 18s, state 18s. Didn't notice him too much. Yeah. But the, the fanfare hysteria behind really? him at draft camp. He was, he was so skinny, eh? Yeah, but it, it was like, I think he went pick. Uh, it was in the top first round, I think. Yeah. I think Port. Was it Port? Picked, yeah. 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 But, you know, oh, I've never. No one had ever seen him play. And everyone, everyone sort of gets a gauge. You do your, your, not your mocks, but everyone knows who's probably. Yeah. 20 or 30 guys yeah. that are pretty good. But he was not even in everyone's 30. Yeah. Because everyone's like, who, who is this bloke? But it, yeah. it was the flavour of every recruiter's, everyone's like Jasper, Jasper. Wow. And that's when everyone's like, who is this bloke? Yeah. And then in a 
couple of years in the system, you made the All-Australian squad. I think you made the team. Straight away, he's like, well, that's why the recruiters get paid the big bucks. They, they know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt the same way about Andrew Swallow. So how wrong was I? Yeah. And, and even Buddy, when I was playing, I was like, man, Buddy's not that good, man. And <sighs> Andrew Swallow, I'm like, these guys aren't that great. And then they've gone on to captain and be the greatest half uh, forward ever. Was, so I, I'll Buddy's eat my words, Buddy. Perth Damons. Yeah, Perth Damons. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley College boy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, let's hit the hard point, bro. Cool. Um, so... When did you? Yeah, he needs well, some water. I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> so, uh, hard question. Yep. How many girls did you fuck over? The <laughs> <laughs> right, so, no, I've just got the one. So, we, we, good, good answer. Media training. Fade well, there's a, there's a big reason you're not playing this year. Yeah. Um, and it was the concussion. Yep. Um, when was your first one? How did it feel? I think. We'll go yeah. From there. Hmm. Oh, first one would have been. Uh, it would have been. Against Adelaide, so I never had a concussion growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, against Adelaide, and yeah, it would have been 2013 playing against um, Sean McKernan. Yeah, right. Sean Corey's McKernan? brother. Corey's brother. Yeah. Yeah, kicked the footy in as Carlton. Like, like, no, or North. It was Short, a, Corey was North, North Melbourne. Then Carlton. Then Sean yep. was Adelaide. Adelaide. Essendon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, this is when he was at Adelaide, yep. and he I kicked the footy, and he gave us a little cheeky elbow, really, and hit me for six, really. Yeah, like just in, in the rock, in a, in a no, like came, at, no, I kicked the oh, footy off the ground, and it's off the ball, and he oh, and he wow. got me, got me good, and like in the back of the head, uh, in the chin, chin, fuck. and like went face down and bounced off the deck. Oh, um, but back in those days, you know, less those cameras. days, less cameras, well, cameras there, but the the protocols of players, you, you, you come off. And you, you do the tests, um, you know, the test wasn't extensive at yeah. all. It was like, you know, and you're and a number like sequence, you like re- repeat it backwards. And yeah. can, well, what day is it? What where is it going around? So you can get through the test straight away. And mm. I, was, I, f- I felt good. Yeah. But I had delayed concussion. I remember going back out in the field and I was running around. I was like, yeah, yeah like, where, where am I? Legit. And, and the yeah. game was getting tight. It was well, it's when JK kicked the left footer from the 50 metre line at Amy Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it clear as day. I've watched Ironically, the <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the vision? Because once or later, I watched the I, 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 touched, I touched the footy like four or five times. Really? And I, 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 I could not say because close game players like, mate, what, what are you doing? Why didn't you kick it there? I was like, mate, I got, I got no idea. But I was trying. I was like, mate, I get done. I was in the moment, but I had no idea what was, what was going so on. So what, what quarter did you get hit? Like second quarter? Uh, it would have been second, yeah, first. And then second. when did you start feeling it come on? Oh, I reckon. Towards the back end of the game. Wow, right. And for you, for people that have never experienced it before, you're just you just don't know where you are. Yeah, for that start, yeah, you just don't know where you are. Um, you get like you like know the, you're playing the, the footy, noise. but you don't know what's happening, or you yeah, don't even yeah. know you're playing footy. Uh, that one there, I don't. It's very confusing. <laughs> I, uh, Pat McGinnity sent me to the bench. He's like, get off. Wow. And I, and I was really. Yeah, and I was like. So try, try, try to figure out where the bench was. It's like, shuffling around. It's funny as fuck. So it's, it was that bad. Yeah. Well, was it blurred vision or you just didn't know? You just didn't know what was going on. If a yeah. player is obviously noticing it, that's that's when it's gotten to a point where yeah. you're like, fuck. How did no one else notice? Well, because it's delayed. It did the testing and it was No, fine. but I mean like if, if – did oh, other players notice? Oh, yeah. No, like, it, was, it was commentary amongst the backs that – yeah, mate, this bloke's got no idea. Like, yeah. he's either because we dumb as dog shit doesn't yeah. understand what what the game's going. He's not listening, or he's you pretty fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So oh, no, yeah. I got got sent off straight away. As soon as, as soon as it started, um, yeah. yeah, like they could they could send straight away. And then and apart from that, I was I was pretty. Oh, I always got knocks throughout uh, in preseason. Always, unfortunately, the way I played, you know, as a as as a defender, you do whatever it takes to to influence a play, disrupt yep. the play, yep. spoil. Even if you can't get yet. Your fist into smaller footy, get your head you, to you, it. You just jump in, you jump into them, <laughs> yeah. like to try and yeah. cause a bit of chaos. Yeah, which was yeah, definitely one of your best attributes yeah, going towards so, the later end of your career. Um, but it wasn't till the last last twelve months. I had a, I had a few sub concussive knocks uh, leading up to the last twelve months. What does but, that mean? So it's when it's when you um, the feeling is when you get knocked, but it's not completely knocked out, and you get that uh, dazed feeling. You're yeah. like, oh, but yeah. you're still still with it. You're still like. You, you know you're right, but you're like you're a little bit, oh, a little bit off. Mm, you yeah. know that. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, studies say that, that five years of subconcussive knocks is increases by like seventy percent to get the CTE as your forties, fifties, and that's the one where it's really traumatic. And yeah. a lot of people coming out, and um, unfortunately, uh, Polly Farmer's done that. Danny Frawley's had it yep. um, in the US NFL. It's it's, it's that's the biggest cause yep. of um, suicide, uh, suicide, yeah, yeah. From the NFL players. So it's um, yeah, it's pretty confronting when you, when you the more you do the research and you, you go through a specialist and figure out what it all means. Yeah. You know, one's getting over the, the symptoms, but then what does it mean for the now, the medium term, and long term? So yeah. it's so frustrating not being able to physically see what's wrong with you either. And the CT only happens post mortem, mm. so once you're dead, they can only figure it out. Mm. Eventually, they'll have a method of telling. Are What's they? Wrong now? I think they're working on goggles. You might have heard about these goggles, maybe. Yet, have you heard about them? I've heard about. So the, goggles, it, it's yep. still not finalised, but they're working on goggles that you can do. You can you, you sort of wear them as you're growing up, so you can sort of develop and see where your eye. Um, I think it's something. I'll have to look it up, but it's something to do with your retina and how it sort of observes. Really, and that, but it's it's a. Baseline. They give you a baseline over a certain amount of years, and then once you're playing football, doing physical contact sports, they can then use that data to then use. You'd want to hope it's accurate because you don't want to get pre-retired too early. But yeah, well, yeah, but um, so that's uh, it's something they're working on at the moment. These goggles. I'll um, yeah. I'll have a look into that one a bit further um, on Google and maybe share this some Google stuff. goggle. Yeah. yeah. So, how old were you with your first one? So, it would have been what, eighteen. Would have been when I got drafted. About 22, I mean, 21, so first 22. bad one, 22. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, just little ones? Yeah. Right. And then when towards the back end of your career, you caught one or two big ones, hey? Yeah. Oh, in the, um, got a couple of knocks in the preseason. Yeah. And uh, one, <laughs> one that uh, Bailey Banfield, that's going to be a, the scar that's going to be there for life. Yeah, right. So, you know, pre-season uh, stories you get, yeah, at, um, at Optus. Yeah. Yep. I dove on the footy and caught the pretty bad one. Um but the, yeah, the biggest one was Saad, Adam Saad at SCG this year against Carlton. Mm. Yeah, that, was, that was purely my fault. Tried to make a statement. We had a lot of players out and tried to yeah tried to clean him up. Yeah, yep. and uh, just got it completely wrong. He's a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> we uh, collided at the same stage, and um, yeah, that, that was that was my biggest biggest one for sure. Yeah, and straight away went down the rooms and SCG and didn't uh, had no idea. Where I was and uh, had no idea the I thought because when you can cut like concussion, thing is like you're you're so distorted with what you perceive as reality yeah. and 
simple questions as you know doctors because they, they don't say it's a right or wrong they say i say um what year is it in you know i was up 2020 yep um you know who we're playing you know it's, it's a list of 10 yeah and out of this the general knowledge just common questions before you go into the test i'd failed nine out of the ten and it was just Hang on, sure names. before you were doing yeah so, so you didn't them. know that you were no 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 i thought it was like so right test it was like mate you're You've done. You know, we're not even going to go down that stage. Hang, hang on, wait. So you so mean twenty twenty one, and you're going yeah, yeah it's so twenty twenty twenty. Yeah, but I mean, um, but the baseline tests. Yep, you yeah. got them right before the concussion. I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you were saying you got nine out of ten wrong pre-concussion. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before yeah, so you even do the concussion, yeah. Test, so they, they give wow. us general knowledge, but then you got to you still got to do the um, concussion test. But and that straight was away. this year or last year? That was last year. Yeah. Fuck. And yeah. um. And then, yeah, so throughout the course of the pre-season, every player, every year has got to do a baseline. Yeah. Um, it's like a, yeah, remembering sequences, cards, reaction time, and the return the play protocols is all dictated through how you go in the follow-up tests. Do many players fudge that, do you reckon? Oh. So they can get through it? Don't know. It's, it's an it's a interesting question. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if players did. Yeah. Um, Certainly but but, you, but you, you want to be you want to be honest. You want to be you know because you're in health. But yeah. you know, some players, you know, football is their be all end all, and yeah. they're happy to play through oh, whatever. Hundred percent back. Uh, certainly at my first few years, if I got a good knock, I'd still be like, nah, I'm all good, and I'd get on with it. But towards but the end, if I, well. if I copped a uh, a concussion specifically, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm done. You start thinking about your health. You start uh, thinking yeah, about. I your guess future. the culture changed as well as you went yep. through early on. If you got the head knock, you probably would have been told to suck it up and then yeah. why that game? Yeah, so get what? off, get, get back out there. Yeah, feel good. Yeah, get right. that um, <laughs> the smelly stuff. Yeah, right, nostrils to clear out and yeah, and, yeah. Those um, salts, hey? salts. Is that what it was? Or, yeah, or whatever. Like eucalyptus, almost to yeah. try and yeah. get in Yeah, um, yeah. It's a completely mindset has changed, which is for the better because. It's it's almost the generation that was in the 80s and 90s. They're the ones now having the issues. So yeah. it's like, well, you can't take away contact in um, football. It's part of the fabric. It's what everyone loves to see, combative, uh, you know, hard tackling, big hits. Yeah. Um, I think it's more now just the, the process of working out for players, understanding what concussion feels like, mm. and then changing the um, the protocols to look after the athlete. So it's... Not as simple as playing in two weeks or it's twelve day layoff. It's you know I know I understand everyone's different, but you know it should be a lot longer layoff to to be able to get back because it's not you might be feeling okay to get back to play, but if you get another sub concussion knock or get another concussion, yeah, you know where does that leave it for talking about the short, medium, long term? You know it's just the the more we find out, the more issues there are. Yeah. Is there pressure like outside pressures from? Um, you know, like from the football club or from family and stuff, not nah, get back out there and play? Or is it like, does it just come from yourself? You want to get back out there and play? Or like uh, I, I think um, I think both because it's a performance industry. Yeah. And if you add a contract or you yeah, you want to play, you know, you're prior to performance, you love playing AFL footy. But um, I think the more awareness now, I think if you asked me a few years ago, you'd be, because it's almost silent killer. You don't, you don't, it's not a hammy, it's not a knee. Yeah. It's not a calf where you can, you can, uh, visually see what's wrong. It's yeah. it's the unknown for the the other person to say what is wrong. Oh, you got a 
got a you know, bit of concussion, got a few symptoms. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right, just train it off, you'll be right. As yeah. opposed to, no, it's, it's probably worse than what, a, what it is worth. You get one brain, like it's, it's worse than any other uh, physical contact injury that you get. And yeah. I think that the more awareness uh, in society and the more um, understand that footy clubs are a performance in- industry and they, they want the best players, I think the more acceptance now of like, the whole issue on concussion, I think it's, it's always now erring on the side of caution. Mm. And I think there's still better measures in place that can take place yeah, okay. to, to help that. But I think that there's been a huge cultural shift in, in what, what, detecting so, concussion yeah. and that, what yeah, it means. What sort of measures? Uh, like you obviously now a bit more invested in this. You would have done yeah. a bit more reading into it, I guess. Or are you pushing for certain things with the AFL? Or, or what are you, what are you? Uh, I'd love to say that uh, it's a minimum uh, four-week layoff when you get a concussion. See, that's insane for someone that hasn't gone through it. Yeah, you know, your whole yeah. perspective changes. Unless you've been through it, people will go fucking four weeks. Yeah, it's I know. Fucking ages. Mm. And yeah. you can see, yeah, uh, like the, the issues and problems it creates. Where as an athlete, you feel like it's all it, you're okay, okay to go, okay. but you know, I'm always big on you know, you might feel okay, but it's the amount of times we're coming back coming back from that um, uh, sad hit in Sydney. That was a big concussion, but throughout the course of the year, uh, I, I was having. Little sucking cuss, little knocks, and like I was dazed me, and it left me for until Wednesday that following week to figure out like why, like, why am I feeling like this? What, what's going on? What kind? Uh, of, what did you feel? Was it Sydney? Sat yeah, at like, Sydney or started bombers? Uh, or it was against Carlton, Carlton in Sydney. Like in Sydney, okay, yeah, 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 just like huge mood swings. Yeah, like tired, just just like, motivation to nothing. Yeah, like energy. Um, so completely out of character yeah. for you. Yeah, and I was, I was I was getting blood tests, thinking that I'm iron deficient, and all this all these type of things. You, you wow. don't think it's yeah, it's ahead, and that's when the final my final um, game I played was the Fremantle game, and it was just an innocuous little was hard, I would have done the action hundred times a game over the course of my year, like career, mm. and it just triggered something to you know it was accumulation just too much that my head could handle, and body could handle. So what happened after that? You just everything went out the window, like yeah, just um, mate, just for I think it was like two and a half weeks, couldn't even uh, get out of bed without having severe head spins. Whoa, um, walk around the block, head spins, fuck. headaches. What's, what's going through your mind at that point? Obviously, apart from the head spins, but like, are you thinking, fuck, man, my brain's fucked forever. I should uh, play well, it. Daniel been, yeah, but he's scary. Yeah, Daniel Venables. Venables has gone through certain things. So I was uh, my partner. She's a doctor, so she was um, oh, stoked. Yeah, I was like, "Let's <laughs> not in good hands here." <laughs> so she was helping me out. I just, I was. She was. She was. She was really worried, and I was really worried as well yeah. about what it what it all means. Like, terms of, I thought that it was gonna it was gonna get better, and but it just wasn't getting better. It was just yeah. staying the same. And How frustrating! How was, scary! So yeah, oh, yeah. Also, so scared. you had Venables, I guess, to ask for some ideas. Even Kobe Stevens, who was with the Eagles and he's very, um for a while, and Retired because of it. Brad uh, Ebert retired as well, ex-teammate. Yeah. So there's, there's what, f- three teammates. Yeah. Uh, do you contact them for any advice or, like, uh, what they I, were going I, through? It's probably, it's probably something, like, I think towards the back end uh, in November, I was, I was probably when I was you know, having the call about how we – because I was still having symptoms in November. From um, pre-season? From, from – uh, What round was it when you got Round 21. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's for people that aren't big footy fans. Round 21's like August-ish. Yep. And then September, October. So three months later, yep. still, still 
still yeah up until um, end of February I reckon I just finally oh, got so over like six months but it's still like when I get over I've had to still get all this therapy training and um, I wear these glasses now <laughs> I should have brought them in actually yeah, yeah so they're because uh, I'm blind I wear contacts yeah and uh, these glasses that they're, they're tinted uh, rose colour yeah so I can't actually read for more than ten minutes without them wow and like computer screen. Pre-concussion or post? Post, yeah. Yeah, now it's just uh, the blue no. light. Lights are just overwhelming and I can't... How are you, you know. feeling now, by the way? Well, you're good now, yeah. I'm not, I'm not really focusing okay. on... I'm we'll focusing on these... Turn off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the corner. Oh, I'm yeah. Blue light on that. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's, so. It's, uh, so hopefully this fast tracks my next phase to get back to normal. But, yeah, you know, there's certain things... I try and test myself why you don't need them. And go off of computers, and you know, I'm doing doing universities. I'm tr- like trying yeah. to even concentrate to study. With you know, it, it's actually it's a real mm. struggle. Like, yeah. it, it, it's tough. I'm actually trying to read, uh, learn, read, teach myself how to wow. absorb information. That's and it's, so scary, bro. That's so um, yeah, it's been been uh, been challenging. What are some of the therapy techniques that you've been using? So they do like vestibular testing. So it's it's almost like you, you stare at a you know, your pencil or something, and um, you shake your head and whilst keeping your eyes on that fixed target. Yeah. So, so it's like, tr- it's literally like training. Yeah. Again, like, yep. wow. And is that it? What else do they do? Um, yeah, there's uh, uh, sequences, re- remembering, yeah. shape sizes, see like, yeah, what patterns you can pick up. It's just brain training. Yeah. So you're trying to rewire how yeah, your brain works? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty scary. So how are you feeling when like, it's three months on and you're still fucked. Like, I think what's what's the? Are you having anxiety attacks? Are you I, having full I, I think that shutdowns? I can the the biggest anxiety, not attack, but fix that. Yeah, um, is that all good? Yeah, uh, not the biggest anxiety attack. The biggest thing that um, I was worried about because after uh, it's about three weeks post that last Fremantle game, I was you know, I kept complaining to. The, Partner Ellen for a while. Um, I was like, you know, maybe I was jumping at shadows, but I was like, you know, I don't want to jump at shadows, but like, it, it, I feel like there's something in my head. I feel like I've got a tumor. There's something like yeah. going on. And she was she was a bit worried. And you know, we, we kept we kept tabs on it, but like it kept getting like you know worse worse until till like um, two weeks after that game as well. Then it was the last concussion. I was like, you know, something's not right. And then she was like, you know, you, you're getting a MRI of your head and um, I was like okay and then got MRI and thinking like okay then our club doctor he's like mate we're about to you at the moment um, can you come and see me got, re- got your results back Fuck. I was sitting across from um, and like my first thought was like Fuck. like this is this is as serious as what I thought yeah and I was like that was the closest where I was like you know powerless and like holy shit yeah like, this is yeah. whatever's going on it's it's probably because of that, yeah. you know. And I was like, I was so anxious and worried. Got all my family and partner yeah. left work to go there, and it was, um, yeah, I was just, well, I was not just. It was like it wasn't the tumor, likely, but it had um, like all these brain bleeds. Wow, bro, so, that's fucking nuts. So we haven't really heard much about this at all via nah. media or club. So, to brain, what does that mean? Like, what does that look micro, like? And it's micro hemorrhages. So it's it's um, caused from like a traumatic. Injury, head injury at some stage. Yeah. Fuck. So what's uh, is so is that something that can be healed? Yeah. No, nah, it's just it's 
dead tissue now. <laughs> oh, bro, that's so fucking scary. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. Like, no, but people can get it through like like car crashes or yeah, but, uh, beer, but like, you played footy. It wasn't a car crash, you know. Like, yeah, and it's it's ro- like not it. Like that's part of football, I guess. But it's robbed you of probably what two, three years more of AFL football. Yeah, would have thought. Um, I saw contracted for a couple of years, and yeah, I wanted to be. Yeah, wanted to be or to play for as long as I can, as long as yeah. the form and body uh, allow me to. But I, I sort of saw myself because I kept myself in good nick, and I, you know, I yeah. didn't cut any corners. I, I thought that you know, if you'd seen the way Drew Petrie kept himself and he always hard, like worked hard, Matty Prittis, I was like, you yeah. know, if I can emulate what they did, then potentially I could play for a long period. Were you of time. finding it hard to do that while you had your concussion? Were you finding it hard to do any kind of physical training? Anything to keep fit? Well, I was I was finding training a lot harder. Yeah, uh, perceived exertion. Yeah, whether it was just placebo or yeah, I just felt everything was was harder to do. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's not, it's not until it's not until like in, in the moment you, it's it's you, you think it's only other factors. Yeah, and you know it's not until you've had time away to like really really dig in, reflect on everything that it was there were. Signs there, you yeah, know, yeah. but I didn't at that stage. He never knew about it. There was no real education on education it. on it because it was probably it was never, yeah, no, never spoken about. Yeah. It's only I think now, you know, that's what I'm sort of trying to push the education piece. Yeah, that you know, hopefully other players out there. And it doesn't have to be AFL level, just all levels. Just yeah. what it what it looks like, what it feels like, and how to get over certain situations. Is so, that a driving thing for you at the moment to push that? Like, are you Starting anything? Are you working with the AFL, or Eagles, or junior clubs, or anything like that to try and push that, or is that just an no, I- just on the on the hard yards? Yard. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. it goes out to the audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Use that as a clip for sure. But how did you? I mean, it seems a little bit silly that so deep in and after so many concussions, now you're going to get an MRI. Why wasn't it earlier? Do you feel let down? Are you thinking it's so obvious I should have had some kind of imaging? Like, what if that brain bleed was there before the concussion before that? Surely. Mm, um, don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's probably, yeah, um, don't know. I, I don't think it's one uh, club, club land or probably AFL yeah. want to know. It's just better not know. Yeah. As opposed to, you get a, you get your, um, like a little, like a little sore finger and you get an MRI. You get anything in your body, it's MRI straight away. Anything to do with your head, it's... No, no MRI. That makes no fucking sense at all. That does a seem a little broken, doesn't it? So something something needs to fucking change. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Especially after the American studies on CT. That's nuts, man. That's really fucking. So that's that's football done then, hey? Like that's it's yeah, never it's, or it's or uh, not just football. Is that just ex sport in general? Yeah. So uh, I think the biggest challenge coming in such a highly competitive environment, mm. being, being around your mates, is yeah. I can't play. <laughs> I'm not allowed to play any sport or anything. It's dangerous. Risk. So I, I throw it out there. Am I allowed to play mixed netball? My yeah. partner plays netball. It's like a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. dangerous contact. It's dangerous. Risk. If you get an elbow, yeah. I can't even do anything like netball. Like yeah. say, so I think. Part it feels like part of, yeah, part of your life because I love playing sport and I love just the camaraderie it brings and have fun that I can't do anything, which is mate, which is 
difficult. Can so I try really? to find other avenues. I've got into golf. I was <laughs> I about to say, golf, yeah. can you run, stuff like that? Yeah, try to keep fit as much as I can. And yeah. then golf, yeah. The golf, golf, yeah. Golf's but great, it gets but boring running, I think, without a without an end goal. Yeah. Like if I – I mean – I've never played at a high level like you, but there's one thing I can relate to, and that's having your fucking ability to play sports, team sports, or anything taken away from you. Mm. And so it's, I had that happen when I was 21, 22 with my back. Basically, slipped, the disc got torn. It was like an eight mil tear pushing into my spinal cord. Every day, it felt like I had a hot iron up and down my legs. The listeners have heard this story a million times, but it was like agony, like, I wouldn't wish it upon... Well, if it was my worst enemy, I would wish it upon him. <laughs> it hurt that much. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I had surgery and being so young, I didn't realise how serious it was because the doctor was like, yeah, you'll be playing footy again in 12 weeks. So I feel like that's what Fife has at the moment, which is like oh, really? real fucked back with the disc. But um, I was like, sweet, you know, I didn't really take care of myself. I was drinking after about four or five weeks of the surgery, thinking I was going to play again. Never recovered, never got anything back, and it was 10 years of my prime taken away, which is where I hit the, um, the piss and, and everything else pretty hard to deal with that loss of yeah. outlet. And then you lose Tuesdays, Thursdays, you're with the boys, Saturdays, footy, mm. all that taken away, so probably replace it with gambling, yeah. partying. I put on fucking like 12 kilos, and it was fucking horrific, man, having this – what I just loved doing, which is just playing sport. You love doing it. You get it taken away. So yeah, you're yeah. going through that now. Luckily, you got a good run out of your body before, but it's still like after being in that environment, you must be devastated, man. Yeah, that that's why um, I got into coaching. So like coaching yeah. at Wesley College, um, Michael Broadbridge is a um, head coach. Shane Wawodin's one of the assistants as yeah, well. Yeah, nice. What a nice And we've got, we've got a couple of like really up-and-coming young coaches that you can see there. They just want to... Yeah. Want to get the most out of himself, but to be able to, to give back and sort of get your purpose um, in a team sport, albeit yeah. it's not your mates and you're not doing it yourself, but to try to be involved with young, passionate kids yeah. wanting to get the most out, it, it, that's getting, giving me that fulfilment at the moment. Yeah, so you're enjoying um, it? Yeah, loving it. Yeah. I never thought I'd say I'd love it, but I, like, I actually, the only thing I think about is like, how can I? How can I help these kids? Yeah. What, what's what's um what potentially drill, what drills can I do to help those kids or yeah. individually? Because there's a couple of guys on the side that they'll get drafted this year. Yeah, they, they get drafted straight out of school because like half of them are 18 this year. Yeah, so trying to have um conversations and just help them in some shape, uh, yeah. way, shape or form to what potentially they're going to expect throughout the course of the year as getting closer to the draft. Yeah. And then if they get drafted just. You know, just what to expect. Yeah, you know, that's just. Um, I think that's what Hutch's business focuses on as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, a leaving or entering a professional sport thing, which is yeah, complete cool. athlete Australia. He wants to develop them as it like a he, he was a complete athlete. <laughs> still, is a complete athlete. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he still has. He hasn't Cleo pl- Bachelor of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hasn't. Um, he hasn't played football this year though. Yeah. He's at a hernia. Yeah, yeah, so he's going. How through. did he get the hernia? I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> overuse. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Shagger's injury. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been here actually. But that's interesting <laughs> that you're enjoying it because like when it's pissing down with rain and you're at training, are you still like, yeah, I love this? Love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, when well, that's it, good, man. I, I hope when it's – like last night it started pissing down. Yeah. Oh, that's when you love it the most. Yeah. You, you know, some guys, they don't like the pretty footy. And don't get me wrong, like – I'd prefer to play in the dry, but at training, 
We're just pissing down with your mates. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, that, yes. that, that's, that's the most fun. Yeah. You know. But I mean, as a coach, you've got to stand there. <laughs> well, I, 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 try, I try and get active. I try and jog around. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not just standing and, and pointing uh, and, and barging and yeah. ask, asking for direction of the guys. I like to get involved and sort of, um, yeah, be involved in the drill as much as I can yeah. whilst, whilst coaching. That was the one thing I did notice on the weekend. The one thing I did miss the most was it was pissing with rain half time you know you huddle <laughs> around the coach you're all wet you this that smell of deep heat that someone's yeah. fucking put too much on and everyone stinks but oh, i don't know what it was but it was just like oh i fucking i miss this like yeah. I'm, and it was the usually pissing rain country footy about yeah. a couple of smokes at that time couple of bush chooks yeah yeah no it was uh but you miss that the, the yeah. rain the slog um yeah yeah i wait where the footy's so far it, yeah because everyone's skills are down to Do you know what's worse <laughs> you know what's worse was when it pisses all day and then the everything gets, disappears and it's just like there's no cloud no nothing it's fucking freezing oh yeah and then you got you you kick in the footy. There's no excuse for bad skills, and you're trying to grab it, and fucking your hand yeah, feel like they're going to break. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just that deathly frozen feeling. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So outside of um coaching, did you have? I mean, fuck, man. Like you've gone through. Do you have any like trauma? Like it's a pretty traumatic mm. thing to have your your whole purpose taken away. Have you got any like post traumatic stress disorder or any sort of like? Things that you haven't realised or is it all just, I know what I've got, I know what I have to deal with. Um, I guess what I'm asking is, what's your, how do you come to terms with that? You know, how do you be probably, like, okay, yeah. that's done. Yeah. And when, what was, so that's my first part. And the second part was, when did you know you had to retire? Because that would be the most frustrating thing of all time. Um, uh, I'll start off with retire. I yeah. sort of knew uh, end of November. Yeah. I sort of uh, seen the, Seen a neurologist a couple of times, yep. and uh, the conversations that we're having with him, and uh, it was it was pretty Full on. black and white. Yeah. You know, what what you should what I should have been doing, yeah. and yeah, you know, I sort of so I sort of knew mid November that this was going to be the case, and then you know, the final report was end of November. Um, so yeah, it was sort of I don't know building up to, to that point. Yeah, you know, I, I sort of. I knew it was the right decision because I, I was, you know, with what I was going through and had been yeah. going through, I, I was, as much as I love footy, seeing um, Daniel Venables and other other people coming out and speaking about what's what, has, what they've gone through long term, yeah. you know, for me it was, you know, there's potential at stage to be long term as well. So I was like, well, right. you know, how, so you how were much never do you in want denial? To, you were just like, okay. I, I, was, I was never in denial, no. Yeah, I was okay. pretty open with, with what, how I was feeling and yeah. what, was, what was going on. Yeah. And... Second, second part of the question: How have I dealt with it? I, I just felt like it was such a, a moment in time. November, the build-up, start telling the boys. December, going to Christmas, um, uh, January, you know, doing some work part-time, doing some work like owners only, racing wager in WA, yeah. like owner dream series. I felt like I was, and the guys were in pre-season. You know, there was, was always stuff to keep me busy. Yeah, and. Um, even when the footy started, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it, no, it, was always, it was always stuff for myself that was keeping busy and doing that uh, to do. Yeah. Um, and it's only like, yeah, I can only last like a month. It's like, you know, maybe because I can't play. And I've got that uh, urge back, like the, the coaching of the footy. Yeah. It's only, but they're only a month into the season. And yeah. I'm like, I think now, like, I'm sort of get, getting that itch. Like, I want to, I want to be playing. I think mm-hmm. so. And trying to help the guys as well. Like, I'd, like, I'd love to be out there. 
playing with us. Because you'd yeah. feel physically that you yeah physically totally feel, able to yeah physically absolutely. But still, I mean, if you can't read for ten minutes, yeah, then fuck, bro. Yeah, and no, I yeah, mean, yep. that's scary. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I mean, I guess you picked a good year to retire. <laughs> well, good year to miss. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, it, yeah. on that now? Like at the, at the moment, it's a pretty fucked up situation. Oh, I I, unfortunately, like COVID is just yeah. With our borders being shut for so long, it's um it's hit us. I hit both WA clubs. More, more us and yeah. probably doesn't help hippie club, but yeah, <laughs> and it's their uh, injuries. Oh, it's just it's it's just sad to see that a lot of the guys haven't had a clear run for a long period of time. A lot of players haven't played with the best side possible that West Coast could have put out over probably two or three years. We've always had yeah injuries. Yeah, um, saw something the other day with you know the games played out of the three seasons between Yo yeah, Kelly and Shuey. They played together eleven times. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, Crazy, that's and nice. you put them and all together and field. fit. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a formidable, and he's got Sheeter on the side. Yeah. Oscar Allen, he's only played a handful of games. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. so so much, so many players on the sidelines that just haven't had a good run at it. Yeah, and whether that's just the footy gods, things will change in, in time, and every yeah. club goes through these periods of time. Yeah. But it just seems that just this one after the next, after the next, whether it's COVID injuries. Yeah, um, and then. Then belief form comes into it as well. Like, like, having so much personnel change, I think the best thing about seeing what Melbourne did last year, you know, they had no changes to their starting 18 and their yeah. starting midfield. I think you'd love to know how many players actually missed throughout the course of the year and, yeah. and our best years as well. You need synergy with the players you're playing around to know mm. like, uh, when they when they're going to get the footy. Uh, like, where can I position myself defensively? You, you, like, you read off each other, and it, it can only happen through. Games played together, yeah. and you see there's there's just a disconnect at the moment because there's just so many personal changes in and out. Mm. And I guess I think I wanted to ask before as well: how important has your partner been being a doctor? But also, I've been single basically my whole life, and some of the loneliest times I have is when my mates they're all married with kids. You know, I can't play footy anymore um, if I'm not doing comedy, and I just have like a day where I haven't got anything. It's like really fucking lonely, man. So after you've come off your traumatic, like, brain fucking bleeding and your concussion, having her there must have been immensely helpful to come home and actually share your life with someone. Because had you have been single, I reckon, like, the depths of despair that you'd feel it would be fucking insane. You'd be yeah, all Yeah, 100%. Yourself. I think one of the uh, side, effects, side effects from concussion as well is mood swings, like, mm. fluctuating and... Probably luckily that she was she was there that she she understood you know, as a doctor like she understood exactly what the side effects of concussion yeah. are and uh, she just read the cues with space space or oh, we need loving like love like she yeah. was, she was very good um, and no doubt helped me sort of um, sort of go down the, the process to figure out what's going on but also to have someone there who's uh, as a partner and just someone who knows I was always questioning her like you know. What to do? What should I be doing? Like, I changed my diet, um, like more higher fats, not saturated, just to try and help my brain. Like, there's mm. so many different little elements that I've changed in my lifestyle. Yeah. How does because it even, even like a, a like conversation like this for two hours? How does that go? Does that is yeah, that it's, challenging? No, nah, this is all this is all good. 
Yeah. If you see me arm and R and I can play on concussion. I'm here if I don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I've well, got it out now. Yeah. Yeah, well even our bloody cameras are overheating. So like <laughs> yeah. if it's ever going on. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, it's more a lot of lot of things myself if have come in and I've improved so much and um you know, the the biggest thing has just been the, the, the reading aspect, but the glasses um that I'm wearing now to help me with that, you know, it's it pretty much back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, one of the lucky ones it took me ages to get to this there's still elements where not 100% but you know I can see like a clear runway to get back to my 100% without yeah. having additional things to help me that but yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest decision saying was talking about the footy like another another knock like you know mm. where where does that leave you in terms of, it could have been so I'm looking at right now being yeah it's sad but you know I'm, I'm so pleased that we made it made the decision where we yeah. did because it could have got well got, worse could have been a mm. lot worse yeah mm. I guess man, like you've got to find positives mm. otherwise you yeah or you've discovered coaching which is good but just I, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes when I when I thought I did my back again I had a panic attack and then I thought that that feeling was going to last forever and that was fucking scary and another time where I had ringing in my ear that wouldn't go away my best mate Clinton's got tinnitus or tinnitus whatever they say and that's non-stop forever. That's just your ascension forever. symptoms, Delby. <laughs> forever. And it's that like a mosquito above your head. Yeah, legit. <laughs> legit. He's got that in his ear and he's yeah. like, man, I get massive anxiety all, all the time over it because it just never goes away. Mm. So that's why I was saying like when you had those feelings that was so much longer after that hit, I would have been just going, fuck, man, am I always going to feel like this? What kind of life is this? Mm. And then I read in the paper, one of the West Coast boys that was on the rookie list, Category B, I can't remember his name, but he broke yeah, his... Yeah, Patrick Barnes. That's the one. Yeah. A year or two, he was like, what? still fucked. Yeah. And it's and now he's got no insurance, no compensation, because it was um, the class, it doesn't cover him. And he was like 24-7. What a waste constant, of insurance. Constant like, pain. Yeah, exactly. If the insurance doesn't cover it. They're doing like. a class action against Westpac for not having that, because um, yeah, right. it's not considered permanent disability, but... Yeah, so glad you're out of it because I can't imagine how you'd be feeling going, fuck, man, my brain's fucked forever. Like, this mm. is scary as fuck. Does it, um, out of interest, does the AFL take, like, responsibility for the injury? Like, do they... Oh, yeah, what it, happens there? Is there some sort of, like, uh, like a, a disclaimer, not disclaimer, but, like, you know, you're playing at your own risk? Or do, um, they, do they help with that? Or uh, There's, uh, like, insurance work you know, to never play again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about all the terms. I'm still contracted at the moment, yeah. so that's yeah, okay. that's down the track. Uh, it's the managers there for, but um, yeah, no idea. I've got no idea at the moment. Yeah, because because um, it's been career ending. Hopefully, yeah, surely you get be. something. But that means if you let's say theoretically, I don't know what you can and can't say, but if you were to get paid out, um, you would never ever be able to play footy again, hey? Because that would yep. contradict. Yeah, but you wouldn't, I guess now anyway. Just no, through no. fear yeah. of like, you feel like you, you're just expressing gratitude yeah. for that you've gotten out. Yeah, yeah. In, in a but there's so many questions there when I play footy. But can you play AFL nine? So like the yeah, you know, the older like the veterans. Yeah, there's no contact. But yeah, you know, just trying to get some some form of team some sport. Form, yeah, there's exercise in there. Just craving something. Yeah, join a lawn bowl. bowls. Yeah, I was about to say join a bowling yeah, club. Or something lawn like bowls, that. Yeah, lawn yeah. Bowls. Fuck, you couldn't even do indoor cricket because fucking if you get hit with the ball. It's Good one over. there, right near. Yeah, so Nick one, one thing house, I always yeah, there is yeah. one thing I'd love to do was to play cricket whenever footy finishes. Mm. Yeah, I think cricket 
Everyone's like, oh, that's a boring game. I could, even if I'm not bowling or batting, just standing I in the field. I love fielding. Just talking shits in the, shooting <laughs> the slips. And then afterwards in the change rooms, having a beer, just talking about the day itself. Yeah. That's, that's what I was looking forward to. It's like, you know, when, yeah. when footy does finish, I can't wait to go back to cricket. So it's a risk? Yeah. Oh, well, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's a risk, yeah. Come play in Phil, Phil, what's his name? Got fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pekoski. Pekoski. from a hit. So, you should say... Poor Delby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pekos- what's Pekos- 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 Pekoski? Pekoski. Poor yeah. Delby copped it last night in cricket oh, fuck, on I his forearm. <laughs> Indoor, like, fucking bang. <laughs> it was fucking, like, whatever the funny bone is in your wrist. My whole wrist was numb for ages, so I had a bat. Mate, <laughs> 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 no, a bat. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so then you've also got into horse racing. Has your family come from horse racing, or is it something that they approached you to do, or um, you'd always been interested in it? old man had a couple of horses growing up. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to always had a... Um, I love for for racing. Yeah. But it wasn't until, you know, I finally had money of my own that yeah. started getting to shares of horses. And I think over the over the years I've had uh shares in six or seven different horses. Yeah. And pretty successful. Uh I, oh, deemed success. Yeah. yeah. Success. <laughs> getting all the boys to the track <laughs> to have a beer together. Yeah. That's success. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I've had a couple of horses that have won some races, so yeah, yeah it's great. And to be involved with uh, like the racing in- industry itself, yeah, um, yeah, I love doing that because you know, just you just want to try and spread the word. Like, I'm a racing enthusiast and yeah, and owner, but you just want to try and you know make the races. You see what it's like over east, and you, you know, back in the day, what the Perth racing was like, the, the, the hundreds and hundreds of mountains of people coming to the races, and just. Yeah. What a day it is! So if I can sort of help sort of build that profile, yeah. then that's what I'm. You'd be all overseated, hey. Always late, late ringing. Yeah. Always. So, yeah. yeah, okay. Because they always are. <coughs> I'm on the track. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're a bit away from the track. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, do you get a free, a few, um, put into a few horses for free with your sponsorship? No, no. What? Nah. Well, we need to step up your sponsorship. Yes, now. I know. <laughs> Anyone out there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got, well, if it comes through, we got approached by... Uh, a uh, horse syndicate ownership to, to have a hard yarns horse. Hard yarns horse. Hey. So that put in, us into it. A few people join up. So if anyone's keen, hit us that's, up. That's a good I'll, name. Hard yarns. For the hard yarns, yeah. Oh, 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 I haven't oh. heard of the hard, the hard yarns. yarns. Mate, that's. Or yeah. the, hard, yeah, hard, the hard leg. The hard, yeah. Yeah. hard hoof. Fuck, that would be that, that would be good hearing that coming down the back straight. Yeah. And the winner of the Melbourne Cup. Oh, oh. Yeah. Hard it's, just, it's just advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could, what's your horse called? The Hard Downs Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just call it that. Something in there. Yeah, yeah, sick. Okay. But I mean, you got to be careful with um, brain injuries because gambling is uh, is a side effect as well, right? From from uh, a brain injury. Yes. Is it? Is it? Yeah. What? Like risk, high risk activities. Oh, okay. Have you found that? And it, I think I've always been high risk. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've had it for a lot longer. Yeah, I reckon I've had brain injuries since I was eighteen. But yeah, that was the other thing that uh, I forgot to ask you with your with your um, concussions. Have you noticed any more high risk behaviour? Have you been able to manage it and get back to a baseline? Because um, we all love a punt, so I wasn't saying yeah. that. But I mean, in terms of like high risk stuff, do you have any more desire or less fear of stuff, or is it more? That's a good question. Mm. Um, let me think about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, fear, yeah, I can less fear, definitely. Yeah. Less fear. But I, f- I feel like that's the personality I am. Yeah. Like, I'm a... Backman. Like, I'm a... Uh, Competitive. A, a dour backman. Yeah. But high risk, optimi- optimistic like, way, way I view things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I had had it changed. You roll the dice from the halfback flank, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like Scully did. Gov, 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 you just I, I see one, <laughs> I see one up the middle and just try and shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, oh, that's a good question. Um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll think about it in, in depth, that one. Yeah. and then I'll I'll uh, I'll oh, let you know. I might be helping here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. well, because yeah. uh, oh, that's I, a good question. I've often. Th- uh, said, I've said this a couple of times, like that that competitive drive you have at a high level of, of sort of competition, Waffle was for me, AFL for you obviously, another level up. Um, as soon as I finished there, that drive, I needed to fill it with something else and I've always been trying to find something mm. that, and I put it into all different directions, whether it's fucking building my new business, whatever it was. And last year I did an 80-kilometre ultra marathon just because I, I needed something to challenge me. But there's that mindset of like once you've been at that, uh, that ultra <clears> – <throat> competitive sort of mindset you're always chasing something are you still in that sort of mindset not, not, not chasing something but um probably one thing i like absolutely i think uh, the my uh my risk profile is definitely a lot lot higher and i think it always has been probably like accentuated since post football um well, when i say risk i love um a passion outside of football has always been uh, investment work yeah, um, backing in companies, uh, seed levels. So right from the infancy, liking the idea and sort of getting involved that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I think it's probably since finishing. Well, thinking about it, I've, I've had positions in certain uh, companies, but I, I can I've, I've probably gone. Yosh. Yeah, gone, <laughs> gone again. You know, and yeah. sort of everything's been. A bit more. Well, we've got a nice company and, and you can less invest in called the Hard Yarns Podcast. Yeah. Yes, well, I think, yeah, so uh, made me think. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it's That's two in a row. We've asked two guests maybe. in a row. We've yeah, asked yeah. that for. But <laughs> being an AFL player, you'd probably um, you get a lot of extra tips and and help with that sort of thing. Surely you got people coming in because I know you got money. Um, you have to be careful of who's going to take advantage of you or who's actually trying to help you with the investments. There's always there's always people out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've always been a big believer, you know, if whoever's given you advice, um, have a look at uh, their background and then themselves. If yeah. they've uh, successful themselves and then they're giving you the advice, then yeah. they're the people you want to trust. If they're someone who, who hasn't done it, not Chris following Brown. their own advice, <laughs> and then they're, they're, they're yeah. um, giving you the advice, you know, yeah. I'm a bit, bit hesitant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that said, you gave me the... Uh the, the tip to get into Yoj and uh, I looked into your background and I didn't get into it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad, bad timing for everything in the show. Yeah. Do you want to finish with a few, I got a few questions? few questions for you. Yeah, just from our listeners. We got one from Jasmine, just says he's hot. <laughs> Thanks, Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> She's pretty hot as well. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any phone on me, so I don't, but uh, one of the questions was, what are your thoughts on the descent rule? You sort of touched on it before, but what are your thoughts on the descent rule? Oh, I think it's, I think uh, there's a time and place to understand what they're trying to do because it's not about the AFL level, junior sport. Yeah. They want umpires to, mm. to keep getting involved, yeah. but footy's an emotional game. Yeah. If the game's tight and you get a decision called against you in the heat of the moment, I think... Arms out, that's not dissent. I think if yeah. you verbally criticise or you, yeah, you finger point, yes, that's a 50 metre, but just arms out because yeah. you're, you're questioning how's that a free kick? Yeah. That, I, well, I, the other day, I, the, I don't think that's, I understand in a dictionary it's dissent, yeah. but give the, give the players, give people some leniency when it's in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Let, if it's let, let emotion, let emotion be on. part of sport. Yeah, because yeah. nothing think, worse than seeing them go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always funny. Oh. Nothing. What You'd want to go, fuck. What was the other day? Someone got it was claiming they got pushed in the back. Um, and they claimed that they paid the mark and they said, oh, that's a push in the back. And it was a 50 for uh, like 
Arms out. Arms out for the push in the back. Yeah. Like, they were the one who was like, why didn't I get the free kick? Yeah. So, hang on. So, if you... So, I haven't really gone, dug into too much detail. So, if you turn the umpire and you put your arms out, 50. Yeah. What about if you the umpire, it's a decision against you and you, you look up to the sky and you're screaming like, fuck. Still dissent. Is that, even though it's not... Directing at the umpire. Even if it's not at the umpire, if you've got arms out looking away, they've paid 50s. Well, it what shouldn't. What, what if you punch your ground? Like, <sighs> well, what umpires you, think they're gods, so... What, no. if you punch, <laughs> what if you punch your ground? Let's say you get you get caught on the ball, which happens quite yeah. a lot. You're fucking frustrated with yourself because you mm. have been caught yeah. holding the ball. Well, that's where I think... you fucking punch your ground or you go, fuck you, yeah. fucking... I, like, think that's still, I think that's where they need to differentiate frustration, like letting out frustration. Yeah. Because you're... A high I've tried to take on too performance, many people. Elite fuck. athlete, and you're like fuck, as opposed to fuck you. That's yeah, not yeah. a fucking free. Yeah, there needs to be it. But right now there is no. Now whose fault is that though? It's not the umpires, hey? Because no, no, it's not the umpires at all. It's the it's the, it's the uh, directive. I think it's the Brad Scott came out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot it's of, a bit of t- talk, talk about emotional, <laughs> like as yeah. yeah, he's just do as I say and orders I do. Have you Throwing seen stones? Have, have you seen that, uh, that those memes of him yeah. when he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Like, that is <laughs> he would do that right now. Yeah. He's, that's fifty. That's 50. It's all fucked. Well, I think it's a flawed argument because there's there's a lot of umpires coming through the system, the ranks, yeah. and they're saying they they, they want to increase. So, uh, it's I think the argument is flawed because there's. There's an influx of umpires coming through. Yeah. yeah so okay. to say it's oh, trying to get better acceptance and intake umpires, yeah. well, it's not that. Just nah. say it's maybe about the look or whatever it is. Don't say to try and get umpires in because umpires are there. Yeah. yeah. And it's the, the worst rule is the fucking stand and the 50 of something <laughs> that is not influencing the game whatsoever. If someone runs past half a metre cl- too close and they're not influencing contest it should not be a fucking 50 they don't have that in the country it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> country footy no stand imagine was, trying they, to don't play. Have, no, they don't have umpires no in the descent <laughs> imagine play, uh, umpires wouldn't be allowed yeah. out, out, out of the town yeah, <laughs> yeah um, if, no. they, if they give for a stand stand yeah. no, so they're two uh, two waffle ex, ex-waffle uh, umpires that were umpiring the game but one of them's ex-AFL um, and I fucking can't remember his name tall skinny bloke with a bald head but um, yeah yeah right you, they were actually Decent. they were okay but fuck they were going at each other and I was going oh that's dissent <laughs> they were literally, 50 against I've the other I've never round. seen umpires have a go at each other wow but yeah they were power struggle that's I think. gold um, Nino says do you have any plans to stay in touch with the touch with footy whether it be coaching in the media we've covered that any media aspirations or just coaching um, I've been doing a bit of work with SEN. Yeah, um, that's been enjoyable. Just to, like uh, commentating. Or uh, just a chat? Yeah, so that's uh, on the run home with Paul Hazelby and Damian yeah. Martin. So oh, yeah. uh, like a fill in, the first fill in when one of those men are away. How are you going with your very first shift? Were you like nervous oh, or? Yeah, one of the first shifts on Simo came on. Oh. They, they, they interview a lot of people. You yeah, know, just live chats um, and. I was a bit nervous, you know, the principal and the student. Yeah. You know, yeah, talks, yeah. So I was like, yeah. oh, no, what I was like, it's a power roll, mate. You yeah. can be like, so what's your opinion on uh, Brad Shepard retiring <laughs> from concussion? Yeah. How much do you need him in the side right now? <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. I was like, oh, Shep, I haven't heard from you in a while. I was like, g'day, mate, how are you? <laughs> and he goes, well, if you read the papers, not too well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so uh, mate. Get on the game this week. Yeah. <laughs> it was so awkward. Fuck. Um, ask from Debs. Uh, ask Shep, how much of a flog is Mark McGowan? Oh. oh that's, that's taking well, that's, our opinions. Well, yeah. That's saying if – are you pro-mandate, anti-mandate? 
Um, it really doesn't matter, but I think he just wants a figure of authority. Yeah, to say don't start. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I, well, at the time, a lot of his decisions were warranted, but then as it prolonged, and he got the, the power. Yeah, I think it's it's all about him. And um, I think that's pretty. He became Dean Margetts. I think everyone's no, on that. <laughs> not Dean Margetts. Razor Ray. He became. It was all Razor. About him. He yeah. is all about him, isn't it? Yeah. I think everyone's on that wavelength there now. Like people who loved him still are like. Yeah, I think he's yeah. just doubling down on. Yeah. What do you? What was you? Did you have a good um, relationship with any umpires, or are you, are you, they just blokes? You're like, ah, oh, cheers. You don't really speak to them. Um, well, as a defender, you like to try and butter them up. Yeah, butter them up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get benefit of that. Just the case of fifty fifty. Did you no, have a favorite? Bite. Did you have a favorite umpire? Um, no, not um, really. No. Um, why? Oh, actually, yes. I used to, not whilst playing. I used to, I used to love. Still do love when I know you have Razor. Yeah, so I just love that he can get gets influence on the crowd, the yeah, affirmation yeah. or whatever's going on. If deliberate or holding the ball, it gets excited. E- even though it's not, he runs in and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I look at him go, yes, he's done it. Yeah, well, uh, that, that lifts me. Finish with one more because the cameras are overheating and people who are watching will be oh, okay. pissed off. Well, I won't talk about one of your exes. We'll go with. <laughs> Is it true you gave yourself the nickname Junkyard Dog? And if so, where did you get it from? So that'd be Reese again. <laughs> uh, where did it, oh, I don't know. Actually, talking about the comments, when I was living with uh, a couple of schoolmates from 2015, um, they, uh, something was, po- was posted about myself and. You posted about yourself? <laughs> no, <laughs> where, posted. West Coast, too. Yeah. But it was uh, three of me. I was like, you know, I had a good game. Yeah. Put me up. And uh, there was all these comments underneath, and <laughs> someone commented like something like "hard as nails, junkyard dog." Oh like, yeah! <laughs> and then um, housemates were, for, you know, I thought it was funny at the time, but I you know, just kept junkyard dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was turned into a self-proclaimed junkyard dog. It's one of those things that you can't escape it. Yeah. Oh, between Shep Tanner and junkyard dog. Like, could be worse ones, but... Shep, Denver and Junkyard Dog. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think oh, that's what okay. happened with uh, Strike. He called himself Bulldog Tough or something like that. I'd <laughs> like, more, the Bulldog. I would go more <laughs> Anaconda Long than Bulldog <laughs> Tough. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we'll finish on that and maybe we'll promote the app by saying we've got the Junkyard Dog. We've got the... Brad, Shep, <laughs> Denver, Shep and yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks oh, for your time, man. Really awesome, appreciate it. You spoke really Thanks well. Thanks for having me on. And um, yeah, fucking all the best for the future. And we'll... Love to have you on again later down the track. Sounds good. Cheers. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Chris White says, please (laughs) disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Jelby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. (laughs) Free in attendance. For the millions listening at home. (laughs)